Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Squad Podcast. My name is Eric Hoff, and with me as always is Keegan Preslak. Hello. Keegan, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Eric? It's been a real fucking minute since we've done this, huh? It has been a real fucking minute. Let's start off right off the bat. Okay. If, if you guys out there in Ghoul Squad land hear a bunch of fucking noise today, it's windy as shit. It is the windiest day, I think, probably of all time out here. Like, I've never... It, it gets windy out here in sure. New Mexico. Not like this. So I was reading like 40 plus mile wind gusts. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Carlsbad weather report. It's fucking windy. Yep. So we're excited to say that Keegan and I just got out of an early screen of the new Cole Sprouse movie, Five Feet Apart. What do you think? Yeah, it's good. This, this entire episode is going to be a full review of the oh. Cole Sprouse film. What's the name? I, I've never seen. Five Feet Apart. Five Feet Apart. We're, we're switching from horror films to just uh, Cole Sprouse teen, films. Teen, well, I was going to say teenage. No, just Cole like Sprouse romance films. films. Yes. You know, so hopefully he does more of them. I can tell we've you. Because we got to be able to be able to do one each fucking episode. And which one are we doing today? No. Uh, so five feet apart. <laughs> and we're quitting. We quit uh, Riverdale, right? We did. Yeah. Well, Big time. Bummer about Luke Perry. How crazy is super that? Super sad. Yes. That's, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. He was awesome on that show. He's one of my favorite parts. Like the super daddy dad. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that was Luke Perry. Okay. Until after his passing. And then after. Do you feel sort of like bad that you never gave him his dues then? Well, you're, he, you're kind of disrespecting him I, after he's dead now. I get. Well, I don't mean no disrespect because what I was getting at was, that was like a double negative. Go ahead. Uh, what I'm getting at is like once I learned that that was him, I was like, wow, what a great casting choice for that role. Yeah, yeah, and one just, pretty dude, of course, is going to generate another pretty dude. Yeah, and uh, Archie's mom is Molly Ringwald. Yeah, right. So it's like all 80s, 90s. It's good stuff. I wish it was good. First season. <laughs> the first season is good. Yeah. So anyways, Eric, how are you? How are things going? Other than the wind. Other than the wind? Yeah. You know, surprisingly, it wasn't that bad working in it today. I don't believe that for uh, a second. The, the mail was super light, uh, <laughs> so that wasn't too bad. The van was a rocking a little. Yeah. Eric um, works for the post office, if you've never heard us before. Yes, that's Postal true. Reserve. Um, so aside from just work, I've been trying to skate a bunch. I've been trying to play uh, just a bunch of games. Yeah. Finally finished Red Dead 2, which is insane. How was it? 79 hours. Fucking mind-blowing. I can't encourage you and uh, any of our other listeners who like that type of shit okay. to play it. Uh, but right now I'm playing Guacamelee 2, which is nice. a, a throwback to old like Castlevania and uh, Super Metroid games. Sideways, uh, what do you call it? Side-scrolling. Uh, Side-scrolling. Yes. There you go. Uh, um, well, First one was incredible. Loving this one. What Are you playing anything, Doc? Yeah, so uh, I, I was going to tell you on the pod. So I got an Xbox One X. Oh, nice. Yeah. So cool. uh, tax returns, thanks. Hell yeah. Uh, no, I felt like my, my old Xbox was dying. This is not an Xbox podcast, but... That's super interesting you say that. Yes, yes. Just because I was talking with a friend just last Sunday, and he's like... A friend? Well, I only got one. <laughs> is it Dana? Uh, it was Chris Sanchez. Okay. Well. Uh, we went to Lovington to skate. <laughs> okay. And uh, he was telling me how his was like crapping out. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh, I don't. Ho- I hope yeah. mine's not next to go. Yeah. So like, I mean, my, my, you know, it's really an excuse to buy an Xbox One X. But okay. my Xbox, like, it's a day one edition Xbox or, or right around there. And it's been through a lot. I've played oh, thousand, literally thousands of hours of Destiny 1 on it. Like, it's just been through the ringer. And I was like... 
I feel like I need a new one. I'm getting my tax returns. Anyways, I got an Xbox One X. Nice. And it's just tell, fucking Tell awesome. me you have it hooked up to that 4K TV in the front room. No. Okay. I have it hooked up to my 4K TV. In oh, my I didn't room. know you had one. Yeah, I have a 4K TV. It okay. just doesn't have HDR. And it's just awesome, dude. Oh, like, I believe it. It is um the thing is like i feel like most people may not notice the difference like they'd be like what is the point i love it it's Uh smoother it's better like the original xbox is kind of shitty like we love it Mm -hmm. but uh it's kind of underpowered especially compared to the ps4 and everything else so to have the x the x is so much more powerful than the ps4 the ps4 pro i love it i love it so anyways i've been playing uh shit that has nothing to do with horror i'm playing nba 2k19 it came with the xbox okay so NBA, I've been playing Forza Horizon 4. Okay. Just fucking gorgeous on it. Uh, what else have I been playing? Fortnite, Battle Royale, of course. I played some Apex Legends. Okay. Um, and then what else have I been playing? I played one other thing recently. Uh, I tried to start Tomb Raider. Because uh, I got, oh, I got a Game Pass trial. Oh, wow. Um, oh, I've been playing Crackdown 3. It's terrible. I, that's that's disappointing. That's it's what I read. It's horrible. Yeah. So anyways, the point is I got an Xbox One X, so your boy's been playing We're going to keep games. this Xbox talk going for so one second. Don't. I was super excited to read that Halo Reach is coming to the Master yeah, Chief Collection. Yeah. But you got to buy it. It's some bullshit how they're separating it. Have you heard this? Yes. If you have the Master Chief Collection. You have to buy an add-on for it. You get the multiplayer. But oh, the I campaign get the okay. and the firefight's going to be uh, premium content, which that's crazy. Well, if you're going to give me something, give me the campaign. Okay, but let me let me present the alternative. Present the alternative, G. Okay, they don't do Halo Reach at all, and we don't get Halo Reach on Xbox One. Okay, so then you don't have to pay for it, and you're good. But, but they, they did all the work, and they they should receive if, payment for that work. If we're, we're big, uh, Eric and I, and a lot of our friends, hello, uh, everybody, uh, we're big Halo fans. Well, you we, used to be. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. da. Fucking me up, da. If there's new achievements for that campaign, definitely buying it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm probably just Otherwise, I'll never play it. To replay Halo Reach, because that would be dope to play the campaign. Right. Um, I tried playing some Halo 2. Uh, I fired up, because they're all- Fired up! All of them are Xbox One X enhanced, so Correct. they have like better frame rates and they look better, and they're in 4K. So I fired up. Uh, actually, ended up firing up the Halo Four campaign. I forgot how good that campaign is. Halo Four was dope. Everybody talks shit. I mean, I was into it. Yeah, Halo Five, I love, but uh, can't wait for the next one because I'm over it. Wow, we fucking have already derailed. Yes, this absolutely. Hello, we everybody out there. We have burned. We so we're both so Halo fans. So Sorry, let's reset. So we're hitting that reset. reset. Yep. Okay. Okay, so we've, we've talked about how we've been doing. Yes. We talked about uh, Xbox. Yes. What's next on the agenda? Okay, let's do, uh, before we get to what we've been watching. Oh, what are we doing on this podcast? Oh. Maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> I, I thought we already discussed it. We didn't. But we are doing Cole Sprouse Films. Fuck you, Doc. There's that one with his brother. What's that one with his brother? Uh, the Sweet Life of <laughs> Zach and Cody? No, not that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but seriously, we are ranking... Just in time for St. Patrick's Day, the Leprechaun franchise, yes. which prior to uh, this podcast, I'd never seen any of them. These were Me all first-time watches. So Eric and I watched all eight correct Leprechaun films for the first time over like the last month and a half. And let me preface this with, I watched one, two, three, and Returns before we even yes. settled upon this. I don't remember shit. I ain't going to contribute shit. And, you know, that's just every fucking episode. Yeah, no, it's perfect. So it's we're all set for the pod then, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so no, we're going to rank all eight Leprechaun uh, films. Yes. And this is going to be a kind of a crazy ranking because like, we've always done like Scream or Friday the 13th. Wait, they're Nightmare. good movies. Well, <laughs> it's a good joke, Todd. Not only are they good movies... But two, we love those franchises. Correct. And we're completely, this is blind. This is we're blind, flying right. blind here into the night. And from and from here on out, I'm not going to call you Da. I'm going to call you Boyo. Okay. Okay. Because of Leprechaun? Because of Leprechaun. I don't remember. I didn't. What I the didn't... fuck are you talking about? I think it's in three when he starts calling motherfuckers <laughs> okay. Boyo. Uh, we I will... want me pot of gold, Boyo. We will get to that. A lot, a lot. Yeah, uh, probably not. I don't know if it's slang for that, but uh, yeah, no. So we're super pumped. This is just in time for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, if you've let me say this before we get to the next thing, uh, if you've never seen any of the Leprechaun films, go with us on this journey anyway because it's gonna be a lot of fun. I feel like I'm gonna talk a lot of shit. We'll also praise here and there. It's fun. Um, trust me. Follow us on this journey. You'll enjoy it. We are gonna talk a lot of spoilers, but you're not gonna remember. And these films are so wacky. Go with us on that journey, but. Before we get to what we've been watching, uh, and then of course we'll do our we'll rank all films at the end, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just wanted to ask you, what are we excited about coming up? We're coming up on some shit. We're coming up on us. We're coming we up on uh, Pet, a week, right? Pet Cemetery, like right after that. If I had to pick out of the films you're naming, this isn't one you just named, but Godzilla. Oh well, no question. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm most hemp for. So my films this year. Oh, I, oh, and I forgot in Five Feet Apart. Oh, right. My films this year are Godzilla and Star Wars. Like, that's right. the only two fucking things that I care about. But uh, in terms of pure horror and soon, uh, yeah, no, we've got uh, Us, which I'm super pumped about. Let me tell you something I'm currently bummed on. Okay, tell okay. us. Okay. This is Easy's Bummed Hour. Okay. Easy's Bummed as fuck. So last year, last fucking episode, I talked about uh, Festival Vision. Yeah. Okay. Here's something else I decided I don't give a fuck about. Horror movies? People writing reviews for films they've seen at festivals. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to see that shit forever. You know, some of these films don't even have distribution. I don't give a fuck that you saw us two weeks before every, yeah. before me. Like, fuck you. I don't want to read your festival reviews. Absolutely. It's my number one thing that I've hated forever. Does it feel elitist? Because it feels elitist well, to me. I hate it with, like, the Marvel movies. Like, people see, for instance, like, Captain Marvel. There's Captain Marvel reviews, like, two or three weeks before the movie comes out. And I'm like, I feel like I've already seen it. I remember when Thor Ragnarok came out. I felt like that movie was already out by the time we saw it on opening night because of how much there were articles about like the post credit sequence in Explain Ragnarok. And I'm like, the movie doesn't come out for two weeks. Right. So I agree, Doc. But the show must go on. Yes. Anyways, we're excited about us. We're excited about Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, Godzilla. Uh, and Keegan finally saw the possession of Hannah Grace. So expect his I didn't. in-depth review full, on this episode. Full, full review. <laughs> yeah. And I think with that, are you ready sure. to get to? Ready? Yep. Gotta play the music. What we've been watching? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Should we do it with like a like an Irish accent?
Can you try it? No, I told you I'm just gonna be calling you Boyle for the rest of this. But episode. give me give me an Irish accent. What we've been watching? No, but you know what's <laughs> okay. so good? What's you good? Know what's so good. What's good? I forget if it's in the first Wayne's World or the second one. Whenever Wayne is into, is is in, doing his impersonation of the leprechaun, do you remember that? No, I want me pot of gold, and Garth is afraid of him. Yeah. God damn I was it! Never that's a good. good Wayne's World guy. I like Wayne's this World. Guy. Guy. I was a big guy. Uh, well, I'm a big guy, but not a big Wayne's World guy. Anyways, the show. I just always wish I had someone to do a couple's Halloween Wayne costume with. You should do that. Well, you I, have to be another man, and I know that will be easy for you. I, 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 and I don't care. I'll be Wayne or Garth. I bet you would be. <laughs> you know, I just I need someone to participate with me. Right. So, Eric. Okay. What have we been watching? Yes. Okay. You go first. Nope. We're going to both go first. It's called Happy Death Day to You. Oh, oh, we're doing the big shit first. All huh? right. So let's get this out of the way. Uh, we, right. we saw the movie like a, a month ago, right? So it's we, been a minute. It's we been out for a second. We might not have the most to say, but we're going to try. And then, yes, we know this is our fault. All we right. We should have recorded earlier. Okay. We're idiots. Rapid fire. Yes. yes. One, two, three. Did you like it? Yes. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. Okay. For fun, my guess is to you. Okay. Duh, I liked it, but it wasn't that horror and it wasn't really a slasher. So I didn't really like it that much. This is all true. Oh, Correct. good. Done. We're done. We're done. Happy right. death day to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt like there was stuff where I was just like, I'm not getting this. Sure. Um, like, why were there two Ryans at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, to me, it feels like, okay, so happy death day to you. Obviously, the sequel to happy death day, which is a slasher where uh, it's Groundhog Day is a slasher. Right. This movie is not that at all. Nope. Not at all. So, and that, I mean, you know what? That's cool that he tried to, yeah, uh, Christopher Landon, uh, switch it up. Yeah, to I'm me, I'm into that. To me, it felt like a Blumhouse lower budget, like sci fi movie about time travel. Sure. So I liked it a lot. Actually, really, really liked it. But it's not horror at all. Like, I don't think the movie is horror. There was moments in the film, though, like whenever there is horror. Yeah. I was like, are there other time traveling slashers? Like, is this a first time crimes? You know, I but it's not really crimes. a slasher. Okay. Well, um, I don't want to misrepresent. Time Crimes isn't really a slasher, but there's a killer traveling through time. Yeah. 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 Um, time there Crimes were some is fucking really, great. really terrific moments in the film. Yeah. Uh, specifically how it opened. How it's exactly. Yeah. From the first, the first day. But it's a new day. Yeah. But yet the same things are happening. And I yeah. thought that that was just like a great um, kind of play of our expectations. Yeah. And for me, I felt like. I really liked the movie because I had no idea I was really attached to these characters. I had right. no idea. I, agree. Um, I actually went home and watched Happy Death Day with my brother and his wife uh, the night that I saw, or the night after I saw Happy Death Day to you. And it made me, it reinforced like how much I loved that movie. I had no idea. I liked it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. You were like the biggest fan of it. I really fucking liked mm-hmm. that first movie. That movie's amazing, I feel like. I watched it a few days uh, before the new one came yeah. out, and I felt like since I was like so current with it, yeah, I was just like super on board for that ride of like, okay, where are these characters going to be taken now? And I'm, and this is great that I'm getting all these little nods and weeks yeah. that are happening. Yeah, and I love. I don't know. I kind of. I I'm really like Tree. I really like uh, her boyfriend. I can't remember his fucking name. Right. But I liked them, and I, I wanted to keep going with them. So it was fun to like. I don't want to spoil what happens in the film, but. There's some big like character stuff from the first movie. Okay, let's just say to do with her mom, and there's stuff in this movie that sort of expanded on that. I mm-hmm. really like. I really liked all of that. But I, it's I think clever the, how the main thing here is is just not horror. Right. It's just not a horror movie. It's a sci-fi time travel movie. Uh, I thought I kind of like the idea how it's like. So, sh- I hope this isn't a spoiler. Sure. She, she's in another dimension. Yeah. 
And so it's fun. The same things are happening, but it's not stuff we've seen. Yeah. So that was kind of it was it was a way to keep it fresh. Um, I like it. Definitely want to like it more than I did, and that's definitely when I'll revisit to hope I get to like it more. Yeah, I feel like I mean, I feel like a broken record, but I feel like I really really liked it. Mm. It's just not really a horror movie, so sure. it was kind of. I don't want to say I was disappointed by that. Like I left, I was like, damn, fuck yeah, that was awesome, and then I was like, oh shit. Like, I just wasn't a horror movie at all. Like, right. it was, it's basically a low budget Blumhouse for, for, uh, for, co- for teenagers today, Back to the Future. Like, that's what it was. Instead of, like, the, you got to run from a killer, find out who the killer is. Like, it didn't feel like that at all. Right. Um, but in a way, like, that's kind of awesome because we got a different movie. Most sequels just repeat the first movie. Exactly. This movie did repeated aspects of it, but it was a totally different movie, I feel like. I agree. So it was really cool, but kind of conflicted because it's not horror. And we like horror movies. Sure. So, uh, but, yeah, I think that's it for me. Happy Death Day to you. I liked sure. it a lot. It's just not horror. You agree? Same thing? Uh, I like it just not as much as I wanted to. Yeah. And yes, I agree with it not being horror. And, you know, do we recommend it? I would absolutely yeah, totally. recommend it. Especially for if sure. you enjoyed the first one. Just prepare for not that much horror. So that is Happy Death Day to you. Yes. Eric, what do you want to do next? You want me to go? Uh, sure. All right. So I watched a movie that's not really horror. So let's go on this train. Okay. No, it is a thriller. Okay. So um, I thought this would be funny to talk about. So I was watching these Leprechaun movies, right? And we'll yes. get to it. Specifically, around the time I got to Leprechaun 4 in space, I was fucking done, which we'll get to. Like, I was just fucking you were done. Done? Oh, I, I, Before you finished 4, you were done? We'll get to 4. Okay. Okay. So, uh, no. You, well, we'll get to it. So, um, I felt like, you might make fun of this, but I felt like I needed a vision. I needed to watch a movie that was actually directed by somebody that, like, fucking had some kind of artistic value. So I watched Paul Schrader's First Reformed. For the first time? For the first time. It's terrifying. It is fucked up. Yes. It, it was really good. I mean, it's super good. That's funny because we were talking about how Happy Death Day 2 is not a really horror film, whereas First Reforms, not a horror film, but I thought it was fucking scary. Yeah. No, it scared the shit out of me. So, like, that's why I bring it up. So, let's let's get this out of the way. First Reformed, not really horror, but First Reformed is about a, I'll just shorthand it because I don't want to spoil anything about the movie. But it's about a priest that is at this old church that's having this centennial celebration at the church or whatever. And he starts to, he meets somebody that's an activist for um, uh, global warming. Yes, global warming activist that, you know, thinks the whole world's going to end, which obviously it will at some point. But he thinks it's coming and he tries to, he starts counseling this man because he's like, he doesn't want to bring a child into this world Correct. because he's like, well, if I bring a child in the world, he's going to die in 20 years or whatever. And his girlfriend is already pregnant. Right. And his girlfriend's already pregnant. So they're the, it's, it's about this priest struggle trying to counsel this person who is, uh, going crazy because the world is fucked up basically. Sure. And, uh, where it goes from there is just crazy. And it, Again, I think thriller is the better way to explain it because it's really more of a like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? It's not like, it's not like demons are jumping out of the ground at this priest, right? Right. But no, nothing like that. It, there's there's nothing supernatural about the film, right? But uh, I really can't say where it goes from there. But I just found it in encapsulating. Like I was really, really along with this ride. I couldn't wait to find out what the fuck this was, mm-hmm. and I felt like as it was ending, I was like, okay, that's what this fucking is. Holy shit. 
And uh, I, I loved the ending. I just thought First Reformed was great. Uh, kind of blew my mind. Now, again, we can kind of move on. It's not really horror, but I really wanted to bring it up because I needed something. I, in the middle of watching these Leprechaun movies, which I liked some of them, but I was just like, fuck. Like, I need a good movie because these are fun. They're wacky. They're right. stupid. But I wanted, I was like, I got to pause for a minute and watch a good fucking movie. So I watched First Reformed. Uh, two stories kind of related to that. Uh, whenever I've watched First Reformed, I got a... a physical copy from Netflix. And uh, I was with my mom and I was like, hey, do you want to watch a movie? And she was like, is it a scary movie? And oh, I was like, no, no, it's totally fine. No, I was like, this no. will be a blast. I was like, like, literally. I was like, no, it's not a scary movie. And then it ended up being fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, second story, like probably like eighth grade or ninth grade, I felt like I was already feeling like how you felt about Leprechaun, which yeah. is like horror in general. Oh, sure. I was just like, man, I need something good. I need some, I need some mouthwash. Yeah. And I think that was like when I finally saw PTA's Boogie Nights. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I just saw a piece of art. And well, I, I think I kind of like stopped watching horror for a minute because I was like, there's some really fucking good films out there that I yeah. wish to discover. I mean, I usually do that with stuff like Kubrick or Spielberg, but like I watch those movies so much and know them. Like I didn't, there wasn't anything I needed to watch I don't know. And I was like, oh, shit, First Reform's on Netflix. Like, I'm just going to watch that. Oh, cool. I need some – or no, I'm sorry. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. But I was like, I got I to gotta get out of this leprechaun shit for a minute. Right. And, uh, yeah, First Reformed by Paul Schrader kind of blew my mind. It's shot uh, in uh, 4x3, uh, which I thought was fascinating. Like, I felt like the whole movie just sort of fascinated me. And, again, if you don't like art films, if you don't like – or if you think global warming is bullshit – do not watch First Reformed. <laughs> yes. Because you will hate it. You will hate every second of First Reformed. So <laughs> if you don't think global warming's real, you can just turn us off. Well, okay, there's that. But I'm just saying, like, if you're out there and, and hate shit like that, mm -hmm. do not watch First Reformed. Yes. But uh, if you do, you'll love it. I loved mm -hmm. it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I did like it. And it scared the shit out of me as well. I was like, fuck, like, there were aspects of it that sort of, like, that existential dread of, like, the world is going to end, regardless of global warming or science. The dread of thinking the world is going to end is fucked up and it can fuck people up. And that's what First Reformed is about. So, Eric, give me something from you. Okay. Uh, God damn. The first thing I'm going to bring up or movie I'm going to talk about, I watched so long ago. And it just makes me realize we haven't recorded in a real fucking no, long time. Which is our fault. So, yes. we're not complaining. I watched the new 4K Blue. Okay. Of William Lustig's Maniac. Nice. Okay, cool. Duh, I've always liked maniac you're a big lustig guy i love yes and i was just blown away by my revisit of maniac quite literally blown away like not, your head was blown off not because i noticed something visually no, impressive sure. or uh audibly different it was just because i was like holy fuck uh this is a good movie uh if you haven't seen maniac uh it's about a man uh played by joe spinell uh who has some mother issues and in his uh, middle age, he stalks and he kills women as a way to work out uh, the issues he had with uh, his mother. And there is terrific, terrific gore done yes. by Tom Savini. Yes. Uh, I, I showed it to Melissa. Uh, she had never seen it. And whenever I was selling her on it so we could watch it, I was like, there is the best fucking headshot presented in film. In this movie. Yes. And then whenever it happened, I like turned to her 
And I just like nodded my head yep. in approval because of how fucking good it is. But I mean, I mean, obviously that's what I like. When, but when, I just felt like. When you like, say maniac, the only thing I think about is that car and that headshot. It's so fucking brilliant. Just like the fog that's sweeping in. And then whenever he like turns on his headlights and Joe Spinell like leaps up out of the fog, like yeah. onto his hood. It's fucking masterful. But in addition to that, like just the fucking story, like I was buying his motivation sure like i was i wouldn't say i was empathizing with him but i was like okay i see why this guy is doing this that that's called empathy right so like empathy isn't just i agree with these emotions it's i understand where they're coming from right and yeah no that's fucking awesome Uh, i I love maniac but yeah keep going no so uh like i said i've always liked maniac and then just like after this last viewing i was just like whoa this is a masterpiece this is yeah, this is a horror film. I feel like you may not even realize it, but that new scan and that blue, like for me, it's not just like when I rewatch these things with new scans and new blues and I freak out about them, I'm like, this is the best movie ever. Like I recently did with, again, not horror, goddammit, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like it's, it's subconscious too. When shit looks that good and it's presented so perfectly, you may not even notice it, but it allows you to... I don't know. For me, I feel like new details, maybe, but it's not just the way it looks. It's like all of a sudden it it feels different in Mm -hmm. your head too. And I guess it was exciting getting to show it to somebody who like hadn't seen it before, you know, seeing it through their eyes too. You know, I don't think you need a reason to rewatch a film, but that's like one of the biggest motivations for me is to rewatch a film is, Hey, let let me show you this. Yeah. I've been having a lot of fun doing that with my brother and his girlfriend. Shout out. Hello, Ben. Hello, Sabra. Oh, sorry. Wife. God damn it. Ben's going to kill me. Uh, ben also wanted me to say that he was pissed at me recently because he said he said I was representing him as like he didn't like horror. Okay, and I don't think I, I don't think hello Ben. He's been on the pod. He I talked know, about what horror films he liked. I told him I was like I don't think I've represented as you as not liking horror. But anyways, my brother, hello Ben. He loves horror. No, so um, speaking to him and his wife. Okay, uh, what else you got? I watched. Oh, we're gonna have to both talk it. Okay. I watched uh, Valentine. Okay, with them. I. This was a first time watch for me. Have you seen it before? No, I'd never seen it. Uh, I asked Melissa to get it for me for Valentine's Day, and appropriately, she did. I got it on Valentine's <laughs> Day, yes. Uh, yeah, so Valentine, uh, this. I was super excited to watch it. Me too. Uh, simply because it's the same dude who directed Urban Legend. Yep. And I had never seen Urban Legend. And you loved Urban Legend. And I loved it. So I was like, fuck yeah, give me Valentine. Give me that. So, Valentine, Valentine, give me that. I don't know Valentine. if that's going to work every time, G. It sounds like it worked that time. But. Um, yeah, so Valentine. That's it, Top Demon Goat. So, <laughs> Valentine is, uh, you know, it's a it's a late nineties. It's actually like two thousand one or something. I think you're right. Um, slasher, but uh, it feels like it's that you know nineties slasher where all the people are gorgeous, all the people, uh, everything is slick. It's shot like it's fucking uh, Melrose Place or nine hundred two one zero, and uh, it's it's shot in nine hundred two one zero two. That and Valentine follows that. Uh, but it's this movie about what the fuck what do you is mean it about? about that? It's shot in 90210. Like it's shot in Beverly Hills? Yes. Like that's the setting? Yeah, because remember it's like at that rich girl's house for like oh, half the movie. Okay, you're confusing me. I thought you meant like it took place in like that show's universe or something. Oh, no. Okay. Like 90210, Beverly Hills. Yeah, sorry. Uh, too much jargon here for E-Dog. I guess so. Uh, so tell me, what is Valentine about, Dog? You're better at this than I am. What is Valentine about? Okay, when the film starts... There's this fucking kid. He's at a fucking Valentine's Day dance, and every fucking girl that he goes up to doesn't want to dance with him. Perfect. And uh, one girl agrees to it. He starts kissing her, and she gets embarrassed when some of the school bullies see that they're making out. Right. She says that he attacked her, so they beat him up. Yes. So this guy is just scarred. A la, a la Slaughter High. 
So this guy, I'm going to say Slaughter High is better than Valentine. I think Slaughter High is better than Valentine too. Okay, so we're going to fast forward 20 years? Whatever, 10 years, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Right. So now they're gorgeous 20-somethings. They are. And you know what? I got a very dumb complaint. I'd love to hear it. That's what this podcast is is built on. So that's what these teen slashers are. Yeah. Pretty people. But I was like annoyed by this cast. Yeah. They were like too pretty for me or something. Well, I like Marley Shelton. She was like the highlight for me. I I like Denise Richards. Like the entire time. I was like, I just want to watch Starship Troopers now. I'm I'm not a David Borneas guy. Oh, God. Me neither. Don't like him. I don't know why. Maybe he's too good looking and I envy him. I'm not sure. But I'm not into him. So we're going to fast forward about 10, 15 years. Yes. And someone is in a cherub mask. Killing them off. Someone is picking them off. And one of my favorite parts of the film was they're getting Valentine cards. Yeah, but they like, but they're like morbid. Like, I feel like, I I feel like when it starts, it's doing that. Me too. And I feel like the film has, like, I was like, oh shit, cool. They're going to get the cards. They're going to get killed. It's going to be fucked up. And I, okay, so I like Valentine. Mm -hmm. But I felt like it was like presenting a much better slasher than it actually is. But I thought it was good. Right. I mean, what do you, what do you think? I'm not too sure where it lost me. But I know I wasn't... Yeah. This is how I feel, too. Uh, I feel the same way. Uh, feeling it? Um, one thing that I didn't like... Um, this is a silly complaint. Okay. I mean, this is this is the silly complaint department. The mask. And uh, in the I film... I the mask was cool. I, I feel like that's what kind of... Not, it doesn't make or break, but I feel like that's what really makes a slasher for sure. is when there's a cool mask. I felt that the killer was given a bit too much characteristic with the nose bleeding. So you learn... Whoever it is, yeah, his nose is bleeding, and I just felt like that was too much. Maybe if like every character had nosebleeds, sure, then it'd be you know a red herring. It'd be your worst nightmare. But then, sure. But then when we finally see whose nose is bleeding, I was like, ah, well, okay, so don't like, give me that trait. Well, let me let me put this out there. Okay, throw uh, it on. the ending of this movie is bullshit. There's like I a agree. final like I feel like they ran it like they. It's just like a, a gotcha ending that doesn't make sense. It's so a, it's a real. Halloween resurrection moment. Exactly. And so I'd me personally when when a, when an ending is like that I just throw it out like fuck it that I it's stupid. Right. So I don't care about that but the rest of the movie uh my notes for Valentine okay are fun film uh watched it sort of like a party film. So I watched it with uh, my brother and his girlfriend and we sort of like commented here and there on it. Mm-hmm. And there was one there was one moment that like oh god I said his girlfriend again. My brother and his wife. I'm so sorry Sabra. So anyways uh if people don't know who I'm talking about, they're going to be like, shut the fuck up about your brother and his wife. So About, about your brother and his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend. God damn it. So, uh, no. So, we're watching it. And they're like, okay. So, like, it's supposed to be, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. There's, like, one of the main characters, one of the main girls is, like, so they're trying to make it sound like she is, like, fat, basically. And she's not And at she's all. gorgeous. Yes. She's, like... Perfect looking. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. she's a great looking person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and there's a scene where they're out in front of a house, and they're like, well, you've always been a little bit bigger, right? And I was like, what is happening? Like, is this like what they, they universe? Could have at least got a big girl for that role, yeah, which I'm they like, didn't. Yeah, I'm like, this girl looks totally fine. I don't, I don't understand what the hell's going on here. Um, so, and the reason I bring that up is we were sort of laughing at that. We're just like, are they seriously trying to portray this girl as like she's not good looking because she right. is. Um, so we had fun with it. And then, uh, my other, my last note was, I felt like it was over serious at times. Like it was like, it was like, it was like trying to be 
I mean, oh, you know what? That's the 90s. Never mind, because the 90s are built on like soap opera and like I said, 90210 or Melrose Place. And this felt like that where it's like, oh, big time, crazy slasher, kill, mean spirited, fuck you. And then it's like, but like my whole life I've like, I don't know, it's over serious. It was just mm-hmm. super over serious. So those are my thoughts on Valentine. I like it, but How did you uh, watch I didn't it? love it. Uh, holy shit, that was really windy. Uh, how did I watch Valentine? We paid to rent it from Xbox. Okay. And you watched it, the blue. How did the blue look? I mean, I'm assuming it looked good. I mean, yeah, it looked like, you know, a blue from Scream Factory. Sure. So good? So good. So uh, give me your recap, or uh, what do you think of Valentine, then we can move on. What did you um, think? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, uh, I'm lukewarm. Same here. Uh, that's definitely one I'll give another chance. Boy, I'm just all about second chances this yeah. episode. I feel like for me, I liked it enough like there's a there's this crazy kill i think well i shouldn't spoil who's dies but uh somebody gets killed in a hot tub that i thought looked cool okay that was a fun one yeah especially what's going on because she's like being tormented first before she's killed and so that was cool there's this like scene early on which has katherine heigl in it so i'll spoil it um where she like he's like the the slasher is trying to find her in this she's like a, a morgue a morgue and uh, she's hiding in a body bag. Right. And he assumes he finds her, so he just stabs the body he, bag. Well, what I like is he's, like, stabbing every body yeah. until he, like, finally finds and the I, one she's hiding and in. And he stabs this final body bag that they're building up suspense. And I'm like, well, she's obviously not in it. And he opens it, and she's in it. He just right. fucking stabbed her in the body bag. So there's fun, mean-spirited shit in it. But I just felt like it's it's overdramatic and stupid. But I did, I have to say, I did enjoy Valentine. Right. I just didn't love it. Okay, Eric, next thing. I finally saw. Okay. Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay, tell us about it. And I almost watched it God, two nights ago. Dude, it's so fucking good. Why what what kept you from it? Uh, Are you don't tell me you're waiting for Christmas. Waiting for Christmas. Don't, don't wait till Christmas. I'm it'll be waiting for it'll be Christmas. great to watch come Christmas, but it's just why would you deprive yourself of enjoyment that you can have now instead of nine months from now? So I almost did, and I was trying to get my brother and his wife. Here mm-hmm. we are again. And I'm like, hey, let's watch. You said wife this time. It's I know, okay. I, I'm trying. Uh, I said, hey, let's watch Animal Apocalypse. And they're like, well, it's... And we watched uh, Scott Pilgrim. Okay, so. So, End in the Apocalypse is a film that dropped last year. It is a zombie musical set during Christmas. Zombo.com. And I'm just raving about it to my mother after I watched it. And she was like, is it a comedy? And I was like, yes, it is very silly. Uh, so, Tell us about End in the Apocalypse. Okay, so... Uh, it's about these, uh, the, the main girl, uh, her name's Katie. That was a joke because the movie's called Anna and the Apocalypse. So, <laughs> <laughs> that one went right over your head. So, uh, okay, really, it's about this girl named Lisa. I did it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll be serious this time. Her name is Jenny. Her name is Jeff. Okay. For real this time. Okay, Anna, it's their, their, it's their senior year, her and her best friend, and she... Doesn't want to go to college. If I remember correctly, she like wants to travel. Right. Who does? And the father is furious by this. Um, and they're just like, they live in this small sleepy town and she's ready to go on and do bigger things than what this town can uh, hold for her. Okay. Um, there's, uh, you know, like the bully character. Uh, there's like, you know, the outcast uh, character. Um, and then... Finally, uh, zombies start appearing. Okay. And they have a song for every moment. So the zombies sing? No, 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 no. Okay. They sing. The The zombies are 
slow, slow shuffling zombies. zombies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the music is just so catchy. It's so charming. Okay. It's like it's like poppy as shit. Like I feel like they were stuck in my head right away. Shout out to Shanesaw. He's been yelling at everybody to watch this. Yes. Um, what's funny is like, and I want to listen to it like on my own time, but I have the belief that uh, music in film can elevate a scene. And if I hear the same song over and over, it could take that power away. No, I agree. So I'm going to refrain from listening to that music unless I'm rewatching the I film. I feel like the only difference is like a theme. So like uh, listening to like Carpenter's themes is different for me because like those are... Like I feel like those are the ones that are in his actual films. Yeah, so like the the da 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 da. Oh, I don't want to hear that unless I'm watching. You don't want to hear right now unless I'm watching Assault Precinct Thirteen. Da 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 da. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Da 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 da. And then what? What's terrific? Even more about Anna and the Apocalypse. I feel like it hits the check marks for like themes that like other zombie films do really well. There's you know like the commentary that say. Uh, Day of the Dead gave us. There's the sentimentality that Train to Busan gave us. And then there's like the silly, wacky stuff that like Shaun of the Dead gave us. Yeah. I'm not saying Anna and the Apocalypse is is better than those zombie films, but it does a terrific job of doing what those films did amazingly. Really? Anna and the Apocalypse is incredible, duh. I can't believe it, duh. It's, it, I, it's like one film where it's like, hype, 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 hype. And then I watched it and I was like, oh shit. I feel it like is that, hype, 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 hype. I feel like that never happens. Like, and, and it did for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting. I, I, w- I feel like it's not my, like, everyone's blaming everybody for not watching it. It's not my fault that fucking distributor put this movie out for us to see it in fucking February. Right. Like, fuck off. Like, why couldn't we get this? I know it was limited and shit, but like, why couldn't we get this before Christmas? I'm so happy that I bought it. Like, you, my, my favorite Sunday ritual is waking up and just watching a is film. Going to church? Uh, it's been a minute since I've done that. I wake up, duh, and I just, I've slept in. I'm feeling oh, yeah. good. I'm feeling refreshed. I can, like, give my full attention to 90 minutes. Yeah. But, but no further than 90 minutes. But oftentimes, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to rent this film. But I was like, no, I'm buying. I've got... I've got a good feeling. I wonder if there's going to be a uh, a physical release. If there is, I'll buy it. I guarantee it'll be out around Christmas. Uh, da, it's so good. I'll watch it die. I promise I will. It's so by good. the next episode of the Ghoul Squad podcast, it's, I will have a review so for good. you for uh, Anna. I started uh, Night of the Living Deb. Okay, I didn't finish it, but there was one politically incorrect joke that killed me. And that you feel like you have to say on our podcast. Yes. So okay, I got, great, Eric. So I got Night I got, of the Living Dead. I got quote unquote. I got 15 minutes into Night of the Living Dead before <laughs> I gave up. Deb. Deb. This D-E-B. What it's about is uh, a night of Night of Living Debs. Uh, this girl and this this woman and this man, they have a one night stand. Okay. And you know, in the morning. You're going to do the whole plot synopsis for a movie you saw 15 minutes of. That's right now. Okay. What the fuck? In the morning. You know, they don't know each other. They've slept together, but they don't know each other. Uh, zombie apocalypse breaks out. Okay. Right? Okay. So they're like out on the street. They're realizing that it's zombies. And one of them is moving slow. Right? Okay. And and Deb goes, you know, at least they're like the old timey cerebral palsy zombies. <laughs> okay. And the dude goes... No, that's Larry from up the street. He really has CP. And then a bunch of zombies come running at him. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
So if you've seen Night of the Living Dead, you get that joke. Let me know how it is because he dog didn't finish that shit. But okay, uh, and Anna and the Zombie Apocalypse, incredible. Awesome. I, I mean, I, you know, there's nothing I can say. I need to see it. Nothing you can fucking say. Fucking up, da. I'm fucking up. Fucking on up. Moving what on else you up. Got, All right. So I have, let's do this now. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Hello. My name is Keegan Preslak, and I finally watched Haunting of Hill House. Um, Wake me up when this is over. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, watched this a while ago, so I won't go on. Uh, but uh, I just want to uh, sort of, uh, well, for lack of a better term, uh, stroke this uh, series. Stroke the fire, duh. Yeah, so um, Haunting of Hill House is the Netflix uh, series where uh, Hill House is haunted and Mike Flanagan and fuck. So uh, I found this fucking series that everyone saw before me. It just took me forever to watch, so I'm not. I'm kind of screaming into like everyone already knows this. But uh, yeah, just one of the best things I've seen in a long fucking time. Uh, I don't know. Where, you know there's, where do I start? I just thought it was... Okay, my Twitter. My Twitter, that what I was saying was what blew my fucking mind about, I'll just reiterate, about Haunting of Hill House was it was scary. I knew it. Like, I knew Mike Flanagan did good scares. I knew that it was going to be, like, creepy and scary. I had no idea that I'd just sit in my fucking apartment by myself and, like, cry. Like, almost every episode because of how emotionally devastating this family drama was to me. Like, there's so many amazing moments in haunting of hill house where it's like parents teaching their kids about death parents you know struggling with dealing with their kids and how different they are um financial issues financial issues uh kids dealing with their parents death uh note to self that always gets to me um things like that just like amazing you know the the one kid is uh he's an addict right um i just I've never been an addict, but I sympathized with him so much, just like trying to do better. And his whole family saying he's a fucking failure. Um, and then just ultimately culminating in such a great, pleasing ending. I just found haunting of Hill house, just breathtaking. Like I, it was a breathtaking, I think it's 10 hours for me. I loved it. Um, you know, of course, filmmaking wise, there's that episode where it's like long takes. Um, and what was cool was while I love long takes, it was so such a good episode because just those characters sitting in a room at a funeral, just those characters are so good. Seeing them all together for the first time was like crack. And then also it's like awesome one shots. So um, it was it was the fucking Avengers of, yeah. of that series. And it was so goddamn fun having them bounce off each other. Yes. And then also that car scare. Yes. Okay. I just thought I'd throw that in there to see if you what you'd say. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Though. Oh, I know you did. Um, yeah, so I just found this amazing. I thought the acting was crazy good. I, I think the only critique I have is I wasn't really digging the the father character in the in the past. I don't know if it was like his fucking. You weren't uh, feeling Timothy Hutton. No, his. I think he was wearing contacts to make his eyes blue, and he looked fucking insane. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, I love the the father now. In the present. Yeah, he was great. Um, I just think his cast is amazing. Like it's basically the Avengers of Mike Flanagan. Like all the people that have been in his films were now in this series together. Right. Um, I was just fascinated by it. It's I really was fascinated good. by it. I thought the kids were fucking amazing. The adults are amazing. It's just really good. So um, while I'm sure it's annoying to hear because one, you've either watched it or two, you've heard it's really good. So shut the fuck up. I'm here to say. But it's y- true. I'm, well, I'm here to say like confirm like, yeah, 
it is really good. It is like super fucked up emotionally and it's just awesome. So uh, with all that, are we excited for another season of this shit? Fuck yeah, we are. It's cool that they're going the anthology route. I'm concerned it's like there's no way it can be this good again. There's no way. He's got a whole new story to tell. We don't know that. There's no way it's you, this would, good again. Would you want to revisit these characters? Or you're just simply saying no oh, matter I, what story I, I they I think tell. it should be over. I don't think they should do any more of this oh, okay. personally. Because I feel like this is so – like it felt like to me this was – these characters had such personal – stories i guarantee these are taken from like mike flanagan's life or people he knows and it's like how can he do that again is he going to do that with more people right um it's probably writer's room right so they probably got stories from everybody else but just fascinating haunting of hill house blew my fucking mind everyone was right uh uh, candace also told me to watch it shout out um it's fucking awesome and now we got dr sleep to look forward to this year yes we do which is with Rebecca Ferguson, which is uh, a sequel to the shining directed by mike flanagan which is exciting I think that we're going to see another Mike Flanagan movie in theater. For that sure. last one was, uh, what's the fucking... Ouija 2? Ouija movie? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's weird because I was kind of dreading this review since I saw it, but not because... Because I liked it so much, I always find it really hard to comment on it because mm-hmm. it's just like, I just want to say it's fucking amazing, and it is. Right. So, Haunting of Hill House, if you haven't watched it and you're waiting, don't be like me and stop waiting. Mm-hmm. So... Eric, what's the next thing? Well, let's keep these Netflix originals going. Oh, uh, rolling. And uh, one, uh, this is what I'm going to talk about next. Uh, I liked. It wasn't like mind-blowing. But all I've seen is like hate. And I'm talking about Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay. Have you watched Velvet Buzzsaw? I haven't. Uh, Tony Gilroy? Is it Dan? Dan Gilroy, fuck. Dan Gilroy, yes. He, uh, wrote and directed. Uh, this stars Jake Gyllenhaal in which he is a modern art critic. Yes. Right? Um, I've seen so much shit talk about this movie. I don't understand why. I don't know. Okay. Are we always clamoring about original horror film ideas? Yeah. Well, this delivers. It fucking delivers. All right, Doc. Unless, unless, all right, I'm I'm about to say some shit about it. And if you're like, no, this film does that. Please tell me. All right, here we go. All right, all right. Jake Gyllenhaal is this motherfucker named like Morph Weidenstein. Yep, did that in Nightcrawler. Okay, boom, we're done. (laughs) Done. Uh, Podcast over. Uh, Did he have a silly name in Nightcrawler? No. I will say this, Velvet Buzzsaw does not ascend to Nightcrawler. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. Okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal, he's a uh, modern art critic. Okay. Um, He doesn't work for this lady who owns a museum, but you learn that she will display, exhibit, whatever he praises, right? And you learn that Morph's word is fucking gospel. Okay. We are the gospel. His word can make or break uh, an artist, right? So some people accuse Morph of like being in cahoots with the lady who owns uh, this museum. Okay. You know, that she's only displaying whatever Morph says uh, is good. But you learn that Morph... Denies it. You learn that Morph believes he's a man of his own word. What he says he likes, it's because he likes it. Not, it's like the two of us on this podcast. Right. You know, and I'm here to tell you I like titties. Um, All right. Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. Morph. He's my guy. All right. He's my dude. Um, he works. Okay. So there's this lady. She's a secretary. 
uh, at this museum and you learn that she's kind of on the owner's shit list, right? Okay. And she lives in an apartment uh, where a neighbor's a neighbor of hers has just passed away. She goes and she's the one who finds the body. You following? Yes. Okay. She goes into this man's apartment and she finds all of this artwork. And we soon learn that it's all of this artwork that this man has uh, created. And you learn that his only, like the only thing that he's left in his will is that he wants all of his artwork destroyed. So, of course, that doesn't happen. And she takes it to Morph. And Morph is like, holy shit! This is some crazy ass good shit. And all of a sudden, this dead dude's art, I wish I could remember his name because I feel like it's something equally silly as Morph. Uh, It just like sets the art scene ablaze. Ablaze. Sure. On fire. Right, exactly. And now this girl who finds it, she kind of has some more, she kind of has the upper hand now with the uh, museum owner. So here's where things get wacky though. Here's where get, things get crazy. Oh, so so Morph, so they're, so they're going to display this artwork in the museum and Morph is tasked with discovering more about this man. Like they need to be able to give like a biography of this man if they're going to uh, display it. So this man has a very checkered past. And as Morph sets out to discover uh, what is behind this artwork, you learn that the artwork is haunted. And anybody who has any direct contact with it is murdered. Fucked. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen fucking haunted artwork movies. Have you? No. The only thing I can think of is like a haunted mirror. That's the only thing I can think of. No, this is fucking artwork. So, um, people start getting taken out by pieces of art. Oh, shit. And, uh, like I, Final Destination style or like Paranormal style? Like Paranormal style. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, and then what I just thought was really fun was I thought it was kind of like a takeoff on like snotty, like arty. Snooty. Snooty. Yeah. yeah. People. Yeah. Um, what's fun is like it's not just it, – it haunts other artwork. So, okay. So if people have like criticized a piece of work, then that piece of artwork will kill them. Huh. Uh, and uh, there's one character's death that absolutely gave me the goosebumps because of how creepy uh, it was. Okay, cool. Um, I can definitely see where people aren't having this, but I thought it was tight. I thought it was cool. I'm in. Yeah. I Hopefully I'll see it. I feel like I'll just skip it. But it's, it's not. It's definitely not going to be making my, you know, top the 10. year list. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I was happy to see something fresh. Yeah, no, that sounds dope. It's so weird how like... I've only seen people talk shit. Yeah. And I was kind of confused by that because I was like, I mean, some. I think I saw one person like it. I was, now you got two. Uh, oh, I, I was go. telling Dana. No, the one person was you. Oh, I was telling Dana about it. He was like, yeah, I read that it just looks bad, so I didn't watch it. And so, like, that's not me. I'm not like a technical guy. Sure. I, I just told you that I watched the the new Maniac 4K Blue and didn't notice anything. Yeah, but Maniac is shot well. Um. So, well, okay. But. There was never a moment when I was watching Velvet Buzzsaw where I was like putting my hands on my hips and was like, mm, that doesn't look good. Instead, I was just like, oh shit, that fucking artwork is going to fucking kill that guy. Yeah, I-, I thought about this recently. You've always been more of a like, give me the DVD. The things happening in the movie more than the way it looks. Sure. Like, like, uh, and I don't just mean like uh, quality. I mean like the way it's shot. Like, I'm not saying you don't see the way things are shot, but you've always been more like, but when they did this, and I'm like, yeah, but it looked terrible. Sure. You know? So I, I feel like maybe that's why I liked Velvet Bustle. And we're good yin and yang. But I haven't seen it, so I can't speak on uh, it. I also just really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I do too. Um, I wanted him to be Batman. I still do. You know what I love? You know what I fucking absolutely love? What do you love, love Eric? Dog? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidetrack a little. 
Okay. This is what E-Dog does. I love it when dudes like that, actors I love, yeah, do fucking westerns. Okay. I just like watched Ethan Hawk. I ju- just like Ethan Hawk. Yeah. I just watched this western called The Sister Brothers with Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh shit! Yeah, so. when, when did this come? I never even heard of that. Uh, it was a huge bomb. Uh, it was a how do you pronounce it? Anna Purin. Anna Purna. Uh, picture. Yeah. Uh, it's a French western. Uh, that was really fucking good. I think I read that all of Annapurna's movies that they released over the last year have been bombs. They lost money on every single one except for one movie. I think it was if Bill Street could talk made some money. Oh wow! Every single one of their other movies lost money. And one more: uh, Michael Fassbender and Slow West. Okay. That's, that's all I want. I just want dudes I love to do western. How's your western uh, podcast going? Uh, my Instagram. I uh, still haven't posted anything because uh, I'm waiting on some artwork. Okay. I like that. Which uh, isn't going to happen. Eric's uh, mischievously, mischievously rubbing, rubbing my hands rubbing, right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So that was. That was Velvet, Velvet Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Cool. Yes. Um, so I'll do one okay. that you haven't seen that'll be kind of hard to explain similarly. Uh, Livid. I have not seen Livid. So I finally saw. So I love these guys. Okay, and this is the inside guys. Keegan Correct. talks to the inside guys a lot. Okay, he so does. here we go. We're going to do that again. Um, speaking of which, I rewatched Leatherface uh, a couple nights ago. Oh, cool. Just to throw that in here. Leatherface is fucking sick. Uh, I made my brother watch it. My brother's a big TCM fan. Shout out. And uh, so we watched it together, and he liked it. He was confused because of the plot twists in that movie. Sure. But as soon as he realized it, he's like, yeah, that was cool. Uh, just like we all were. Um, but yeah, uh, love that movie, Leatherface. Don't understand why everybody hated it, the 2017 Leatherface. Um, so I love these guys, uh, Alexandre Bastillo and Julianne Mori. They made a Correct. film in 2007 that we've talked a lot about, Inside. I fucking love it. They made a movie in 2011 right after it. Uh, their next movie was called Livid. And it came out in the UK, it came out in France, and never came here. So here we are. It's now 2019, about eight years after it came out. Uh, still impossible to see in the in the US. But Kiki got a? Uh, Region B Blue. All right. So, and the reason I did was, for whatever reason, it showed up on uh, US Shutter for like two hours. Yeah. And uh, What I was saw, the deal with that? I don't know. I saw the reports, and they said, oh, it was only supposed to be Shutter UK. Yeah, you got me all excited, because you, you texted me. I was me, freaking like, out. Week. I was freaking out. I was like, I'm going home tonight and watching Livid. Like, yeah. holy fuck. So it was removed. So no one got to see it. And neither did we. So I said, you know what? I'm fucking done. I'm ordering the... I'm tired of this shit. I'm, ty- I'm getting tired. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yep. I'm going to die before I see Julianne Mori and yep. fucking Alexandra Bastillo's yeah. Livid. So I went and bought it. And it Tell came in. It, uh, so Livid. Livid is about a... Okay, here we go. Uh, it is Here a- we go. It is about this girl who is becoming a sort of hospice nurse in France. So she's uh, being trained by this other woman to, they go door to door, not door to door, but they go to door to door. They go to the, to people's doors to take care of old people, right? Hospice, right? Yes, Eric, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I know what hospice is. Okay. So they're hospice, they're hospice nurses. Well, they get to this one house with this big wrought iron gate, real scary looking mansion. And she says, uh, you don't have to come with me to this one. Uh-oh. And she says, well, why not? And she says, oh, I can do this one on my own. I don't need to train you on this one. I'll uh, I'll just be right back. So she goes in. And then, of course, the uh, trainee gets bored and goes in as well after her. Uh, well, what they find is this fucked up, uh, how do I explain, sort of ghoulish woman 
that is asleep in the bed. She is in a coma, essentially, or at least that's what the woman says. Mm. She's in a coma. She has this terrifying, like, uh, oxygen mask on and uh, basically kind of like the the guy from Insidious 3. May I interrupt you for one second? Sure. Did they write this as well? I believe so. Okay, keep going. So, um, you remember the guy in Insidious 3, right? I didn't With see the, Insidious 3. You didn't see Insidious 3? I didn't see. That was Lee Wanels? Yeah. Did you see Insidious 4? I watched it with you, didn't I? That's so weird to me. You didn't see Insidious 3. No, that's crazy. Um, not that it's like amazing, but anyways, uh, basically picture like a ghoulish old woman, skinny old woman with like a oxygen mask on, okay, but I'm, she looks, I'm just picturing her logo right now. Okay. She, she kind of looks like a, like a creature. Yeah, that's, okay. that's good. Um, so she's in this bed and you're like, Oh, she can't hear us. She's asleep or whatever. And they're like, uh, I can't remember how it gets brought up, but she finds out that there's like, she's rich or whatever. So they, they're, their family of this woman is paying to be taken care of. So they're like changing her like, uh, bedpan or whatever. And like putting a new IV in or whatever it's hospice. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, she finds out apparently this woman has this like fortune. There's a treasure somewhere in the house. That's, I don't remember how there's a treasure somewhere in the house. So they leave. Well, then that night she goes to hang out with uh, her boyfriend and her friends at this bar. And uh, just like in every French movie, uh, she tells the story that there's like this treasure in this house. And they're like, we should break into it and find it. Okay. And they're like, she's now, like, now I'm thinking don't breathe. People yes. People under the stairs. Don't breathe. Exactly. Okay. People under the stairs. Don't breathe is pretty good. So um, they're like, we should break in and find this old woman's treasure. She doesn't need it. She's in a coma anyway. And the girl's like, oh, I don't want to. And they're like, you said it yourself. We want to get out of here. We want better lives. We need to go find that treasure. I'm glad we're going to be talking about treasure and gold in this podcast. Yeah. So they set off towards the house into the night. Okay. How many kids? Uh, Four. Okay. Terrifying mansion with this ghoulish woman in a coma. I'm on board. Uh, They break in. I'm on board. They find a way in through the basement. And hilarity ensues. Okay. Okay. So the woman... Uh, you know, they so it's end- a haunted house movie. Kind of. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's a haunted. Don't breathe. Possibly a, uh, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say possibly a ancient origin creature movie. Okay. It's uh, a microwave massacre thriller. No. Okay. <laughs> so, so what, what ensues is of course, just like you said, you're great. Don't breathe. They break in. They're like, Oh, and they, I'm end- on board. Now. They end up in the woman's room and she's not in the bed. Okay. Done. And I imagine there's a moment in the film where she walks or moves very creepily. Yes. Okay. Live it. So what ensues I was thinking was going to be like a haunted house film, right? So I'm almost done here. But what I want to say about Livid is I'm thinking, so they said, well, it's not like inside, so it's not as fucked up. No, no, there's a bunch of fucked up shit. There's scissors. Nice. There's scissors in Livid. Um, don't expect gore. No, it is gore. There's a lot of gore in the movie. That's okay. what's weird. Hard gore. Okay. Not as hard as inside. Okay. But yeah, there's scissors. People get stabbed. People get fucking fucked up in Livid. Uh, it's Tight. awesome. Tight. Uh, it's really cool. The, what I would say is uh, I think I like all of their other movies probably more, but this is – I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Okay. Um, this or the fucking one with the kids? Uh, probably the one with the kids, Among the Living. I okay. like that movie quite a bit. But uh, no, this is good. If you like French nihilism, if you like French – films uh this is cool uh it's a little bit of a different spin with the supernatural aspects of it because it, it does have supernatural elements it's not just uh breaking into the house it's not so it is supernatural but supernatural mixed with fucked up french gore i thought it was great that that sounds like it's amazing Doug. so my notes for livid give me uh, some notes way Jake. bloodier than expected okay scissors 
There's Here. there's cliff notes and then there's keggy notes. Scissors, period. Fantasy horror, okay. period. Okay. Kids break into an old woman in a coma to find treasure. That sounds amazing. So, how long? Living. 88 minutes? Yeah. That sounds like the best movie ever. It was awesome. That sounds now, like that would have been my number I, one of 2011. Now I, now, I don't want to overhype. Like, don't think best movie ever, but it's good. I don't it's know. It's cool. Maybe Scream 4, then Livid. Okay, Scream 4 would probably be better. But, uh, so Livid. I'm done. I love that movie. Okay. I thought it was cool. I think people should see it. And there's no way to see it, so I'm sorry. So, Kiki's just being a fucking elitist asshole right now. No, I thought about it. I was like, Region Blue, Livid. It pissed me off. Copy. I was like, oh, I should let Eric borrow it so we can talk it. And I'm like, it's fucking Region B. That's right. I couldn't even watch it if I wanted to. So, Livid. I got it from Amazon UK if you're interested. Could you have gotten it from Diabolic, though? I don't know if Livid's on Diabolic. Okay. Just wondering. So, that's Livid. Can I I tell you a really dumb story? No, absolutely not. That is not what this podcast is for. Great. What's the story? Okay. Uh, Actually, you already know this story. Well, tell it anyway. And I've got fucking time. I haven't bought a blue since like the middle of January. And the reason that is, is because I'm wait, I'm trying to finish uh, all of my unopened films. And I only have two left. Uh, happy birthday to me, which I'm terrified to watch simply because Keegan told me how bad it is. I scathed it, yeah. And the other one being The Burbs, which will be no problem to watch. Right, but you got to wait for summer and beer. When I thought, you like to watch shit at a timely manner. Yeah, not E-Dog. E Dog just wants to watch good films. What do you What do you mean? What, like, you, like you want to wait till Christmas to watch Anna and the Apocalypse? Oh, sure. You want to wait till summer to watch the Burbs. So Kiki has pretty good discipline. I know that's shocking to hear. How is it discipline? Because you're waiting to watch a film at a certain time. Let's just watch movies, G. Waiting, having. Uh, I'm fucking around. I don't know, Eric. Okay. Okay. So what I was saying was, I'm going to celebrate whenever I finish these two films because I haven't I haven't what ordered, are you gonna do I haven't ordered blue a blue and like going on so you're gonna buy like 30 months. blues no I know I, mean, I have two films picked out from Diabolic they are Murder Rock and One Cut of the Dead yeah and I just can't wait to finally get to those when is it gonna happen probably never because that Die. means I have to watch Happy Birthday to me you gotta let me borrow Murder Rock when you get it or can I come watch it or something I need to see Murder Rock but I don't want I need to see Murder Rock yeah I know I'm dying to see it I hear it's fucking awesome. Oh, and didn't somebody put the psychic out on Blue 2 recently? Yeah, Scorpion, I think. That's awesome, because I ain't seen that shit either. And All right, Eric! Eric! And then I also like want to get like Porno Holocaust. They've oh, yeah. got so much good shit on there. We'll see how I treat myself. Okay, Eric. Okay, next so movie. I'm, so I'm going to keep following you. Like I followed you with Netflix. Follow me into the night. I'm going to follow you with a French horror film. Yeah! I'm ready. And I'm talking about Xavier Jin's Cold Skin. Okay, tell us about Cold Skin. First, let's talk Xavier Jins. Yes. Okay. Xavier Frontiers. Exactly. I guess he could fit the bill with Asia and the inside guys in that he has a extreme nihilistic gore film. Yeah. Is that fair to say? And an approach to to storytelling. Doesn't give a flying fuck about like feelings. He'll he'll just, I mean, the greatest example would be uh, The Divide. The Divide with Michael Bean. Yeah. And um, Milo Ventimiglia, I think, is in that movie. Is he really? I'm pretty sure he's in that. Oh wow, I want to rewatch so, it now. So, uh The Divide, if you haven't seen it, it's it's a English film, but it it's gets nasty, fucked though. up. Yes. Like it gets it gets really fucked up and it's like shit, like these guys are nuts. I love French filmmakers. Yes. Okay. So, unfortunately, Cold Skin doesn't reach the fucked up heights. Okay. Of uh Frontiers and The Divide. But this is a great fantastic creature 
monster movie. Okay. And that's all E-Dog wants. Okay. So it's like fucking 1912 or some bullshit. And this motherfucker is traveling to somewhere in is the fucking Is this the Lighthouse Antarctic. movie? This is the Lighthouse movie. Okay, cool. Not the Robert Eggers Lighthouse I was going to say, film. not to be confused with Robert Eggers, the Lighthouse. Okay. So this motherfucker, he's traveling to somewhere in Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica. Uh, it's like this fucking, um, it's like an island. And he is tasked with, he's going to measure like wind temperature okay. and, like, and like how fast wind is going to, and he's going to do this for a year. And there's just like nothing on this fucking Island except for Ray wise. I did not know it was fucking awesome. Ray wise. That's awesome. I didn't know it was fucking Ray wise until after I, I aimed to be the film. I only know Ray Ray wise from Punisher Warzone. What else is fucking Ray? wise? did I say Ray wise? Digging up the marrow. Uh, Oh my God! Twin it's Peaks? not Ray Wise. Who the fuck is it? Oh my God! It's the mo- it, was, it was the Punisher in fucking Punisher Warzone. Is it Ray Stone? I don't fucking know. Ray Liotta. Is it Ray Liotta? Ray's mixed up. Is it Ray Liotta? Uh, Jesus Christ! Look it up. Look it up on I, the podcast. That's okay. Okay, I can Keep explain. Going. I can explain why I have Ray Wise on the brain though. Oh, Ray, Ray Wise, the man. Twin Peaks. Peaks. You know what's funny? Ray Stevenson. Fuck. Here's what's fucking funny, dog. Okay. Here's what's fucking funny, dog. Is you're like, fuck yeah, Ray Wise. And I'm thinking Ray Stevenson. I hate you. And, I, and I'm like, wait, Keegan likes Ray Stevenson no, 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 this much? You, I, I don't understand yeah. why Keegan likes Ray I don't like Ray Stevenson, but why does Keegan love him? No, it's you, because I'm saying the wrong fucking Ray. Yeah. When you said it, I'm like, I love Ray Wise. Ray okay. Wise like, it's yeah. Ray Stevenson. It's Leland Palmer. Who the fuck is Leland Palmer? Twin Peaks. It's Ray Wise. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I know him as fucking Ray Stevenson. E-Dog is currently looking That's okay. up on uh They they IMDb. they definitely don't mind you looking uh, stuff up, this, wasting their time. See, see, this is terrible because this is something I should know right off the bat. This is something I know him as Leon Nash from fucking Robocop, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Punisher from Punisher Warzone is the only motherfucker on this fucking island, and he runs the lighthouse. Okay. And so this other motherfucker plays, this other motherfucker who shows up, not played by Ray Wise, is there to fucking measure wind temperature, right? Barometric pressure. Right. And we the, could use him today in Carlsbad. Right. And the yeah. first night that he's there, these fucking terrifying ass creatures, like in waves and fucking droves, uh, show up. Let me ask you this. Is it like the, uh, the trench in Aquaman? Like creatures like that? I didn't watch Aquaman. You didn't watch Aquaman? I heard like those monsters were cool though. Yeah, they're fucking dope. And see, here's what bummed me out. Uh, I thought they were coming from the sea. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. But I guess they live on the island. Oh, that's yeah. Because um, that's what's dope about the trench is they're fuck Yeah. From the sea? Yeah. Basically uh, picture a bunch of creature from the Black Lagoons, but scarier. Creature from the Black Lagoons, plural. But uh, scarier? Oh, yeah. We're talking about Aquaman? Aquaman, yeah. There's fucking 300 but of them. But isn't it like three hours long, G? Like, can I just fast forward to the creature from the Black Lagoon monsters? I don't know, You're the big comic book guy. I love... Okay, side <laughs> note. Derailing. <laughs> We're derailing. E-Dog loved Captain Marvel. Okay. So, uh, I, I just like Goose the Cat. I loved Goose the my Cat. Man. Yes. Uh, I like. I love how everybody's upset with Samuel, how Samuel Jackson's Fury was portrayed, but fuck him because I loved Fury in Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. So, imagine... Uh, Will Smith's I Am Legend 
but good. But like cooler. Oh, okay. I like that because like they're just like kind of like humanoid. I yeah. feel in um, I, I am, am legend. legend. Yeah, no, the creatures. But in, like, I am but, but in cold skin, they're like monster monsters, right? Cool. And there's and there's and we never learn why they come. They don't come every night, but every night they come. And finally, uh, the dude who comes to Mercer the Wind goes to the Punisher and was like, what the fuck's going on? And the Punisher's just like, I don't know. We just have to fucking kill him every night. So like every other night, they just have to fucking battle just fucking waves. Let me ask you this. Of these fucking creatures. Right. So I'm waves, like- dog. <laughs> and there's some pretty fucking fun gore. And it's really fucking smart in let, what let they me, did. Let me, let me, I pause, let me just pause you for one second. Okay, go ahead. All right, my question to you. So I really want to see this. I read the Possypnosis. I almost clicked play. And then I remember. It's a Shutter exclusive listeners. And I then I remembered it was a uh, period piece. Uh, it's like 1912. Does that deter from it at all? Did you notice that? Well, not I even. Care about that. They might as well have said it, uh, you know, in 2019. And they could have just said they can't use their cell phones because of. Okay, cool. How like desolate or isolated this island is. All right, continue on with your hype. Okay, so there's these terrific moments where the creatures are ascending up the lighthouse, and they're, yeah, and they're like at the top of the lighthouse. Again, sounds like fucking uh, like Aquaman. But keep going. Okay, and what's really cool is like they're clearly like CGI. Okay, but I'm in. Okay, no, no, this is what's really cool. So the light from the lighthouse is circling, right? And so there's moments of blackness where you don't see the creatures, but they're there Yeah. until the light comes around. And then they are just like hundreds of them. So I thought it was a really cool way to like get around them being CGI. Yeah. Because so they're, they're not hiding, always they're there hiding in the them, light. Right. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That is really cool. And then you learn there's a female one. Okay. And is she hot? And... Well, is she fine? Well, she's like a monster. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't ask that. She's she's like the female version of the fishman in uh, the Shape of Water. I'm into it. And you learn that like Ray Stevenson may may be hooked up with it. Okay, I'm in. I like that. And and that's why they're coming every night to kill him. I'm not saying. And you learn that there's some like domestic abuse shit going on. That's not good. And um, that's cold skin. Did Eric like cold skin? E dog liked it a lot. Okay, I'm in. Is it gonna be on your top ten? Sound like it from your hype. It's one that I would revisit to see how do I feel. Okay, I gotta check it. I'm I, in. I strongly encourage cold I'm skin. In. Okay, cold skin. Cold skin. All right, let's do this one real quick. You probably forgot about this. It's not horror, but we didn't know, and so I just want to quickly say, did we like glass? That's it. I did like glass. Me too. I did. Oh yeah, everybody didn't like glass. That was really weird. Yep. I liked it as well. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my notes for glass. Totally Give me some notes for glass stuff. Totally fine movie. Totally fine. Enjoyed it. Awful wrap up ending. Awful. And then uh, terrible voiceovers to explain the entire film, which I thought was stupid. I but- love how it was like, okay, we're gonna do a comic book movies do, and. I was like, okay, do that. That's what I want. And then, I'll, and then the film would be like, no, we're actually not doing that. Yeah. No, I, 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 was I really liked into it. that. I almost feel like it was like saying like, fuck you the entire time. Yeah. It's like, you expect superhero movies to do this. And it's like, yeah, we're going to do that. Actually, we're not. You know, it kind of makes sense that I liked it. Now hearing you put it in those terms, like it was kind of a fuck you to your face all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into stuff like that. Yeah. Because he likes his face fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. okay. Uh, I have some rewatches. Do you want me to roll rattle them off? How much only, you got? I only got one more. Okay, let me rattle my rewatches off. Then. Rattle your rewatches. All right, rewatched Hereditary after our last episode. Fire. And, and I realized um, even more. Uh, it's a masterpiece. Agreed. Uh, Hereditary. Uh, are we excited for Midsummer. Midsummer. Yes. That's one to look forward to. We said, what are we excited at the start of the episode? Very excited for that. I what hope, is it? June. I hope we get to see it because uh, we live in bumfuck nowhere. Is, is it another June release like Hereditary yeah. was? It is. Well, let's hope A24 has the confidence in it that they had Hereditary in. For sure. Well, let's hope. I mean, I agree. Okay. L- let's keep, hope is the way to let, put it. Let's keep it going, Ray Wise. All right, Hereditary. Loved it. Uh, here's my notes. Rewatched it with my brother. My brother loved it. He thought it was amazing. Had he had never seen it? Uh, he had it. Okay. Uh, I was showing it to him. Did you watch it with his girlfriend? <laughs> uh, no, nope. watched joke. it alone, uh, just me and my brother. And uh, I wanted to say that I don't mind saying I'm sitting in his house, the two two grown men. And I'm crying. I don't know about grown men. And I'm crying at 1 p.m. on a Monday afternoon because Hereditary is so fucking devastating. I've I mean, it's just time such, and time a and again, fucking it's such a sad movie. Devastating movie. I, I'm probably not going to watch it for a while, but I mean, it rocked me again. I fucking, it's so good. Okay. So Hereditary is fucking amazing. I agree. I rewatched Downrange, showed it to my brother and his wife. Nice. Down. You've seen Downrange more than me. That's great. Yeah, Downrange is awesome. Shout out to them. They liked it a lot. Uh, I was just really excited to see their reactions to people like getting their fucking. About this last episode that you maybe I did. Them. Okay, keep going. So, so one I didn't talk about is Ty West's. I rewatched, of course. Ty House West, of the Devil. House of the Devil. Absolutely, uh, just one of my favorite movies ever made. Uh, this cemented it. You know, when scenes just watching Jocelyn Donahue dance around the house to to seventies, eighties music, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, that's better than the whole movie. And, Probably uh, 80s because the film was set in the 80s. I think it's 70s. I don't know. Probably 70s because the film was set in the 70s. I can't remember. But uh, point being, uh, also Greta Gerwig. Uh, wait. You're not the babysitter? Uh, just the best. It's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It is absurdly good. Now, How's the devil? that with Ben and his girlfriend? I did. Okay. We were showing it to his wife, Sabra. She liked it, but she <laughs> said it was fucked up, which it is. Um, and so... If you're out there, let's say, because it's a while ago, right? And you don't know to watch Ty West's House of the Devil. Was it 2008? I believe. Okay. Wake the fuck up today and turn on House of the Devil and please watch that movie because it's one of the best ever. No. We rented it. Okay. Uh, So I think that's it. I think I'm done. I got one more. And I got Leprechaun. I got one more. Easy's got one more. Easy's got one more. I fucking watched Greta. Went to the theater. I fucking watched Greta. I watched Greta with Dana. Okay, how was Greta? Uh, Greta's Micah Monroe. Greta, yes, it's Micah Monroe. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz and Isabella Hooper. Hoppert? Hoppert? I don't know if it's Isabella or Isabella. I have no idea. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz has recently moved to New York because her mother has passed away. And the father has already remarried. Okay. And she feels like that's a betrayal. So she moves in with her friend, played by Micah Monroe, who we know from... Um, it Follows, and more importantly, Independence Day Resurgence. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Independence Day Resurgence. Can we just at least say that the giant queen mother was cool? Absolutely. Okay, great. Fuck that yeah. shit was terrific when it's chasing them in the desert. I watching that movie. That movie sucks. I want to try to... I want to give it another shot. I... I I'm going to say it right here on the podcast. I will never. Independence Day Resurgence? Nope. I will never rewatch Independence Day Resurgence. Okay. There you go. But not fuck it. No, it's fine. I mean, it's a piece of shit. Okay. 
I just remember like being in theaters and be like, that's a giant alien, bitch. There's a movie coming up that we're going to talk about that I'm going to say fuck that movie, but we'll get to that. Oh, well, we already know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so uh, she now lives in New York with Michael Monroe. Uh, she's a waitress. Uh, she's riding the subway one day, and she finds a purse. Oh, did you say the guest? I did not say the guest. Oh, Michael, Michael Monroe, Monroe from the guest. Yeah. from the guest, yes. Uh, but again, Independence Day Resurgence. So, more importantly. Correct. So, um... She goes through the purse. She finds identification, and yes. it belongs to this older woman, played by Isabella Hooper. So I've seen the trailer. I'm assuming you're just doing the synopsis. That's exactly what I'm doing. Got it. Go so ahead. She, so she goes to her best friend Michael Monroe, who does yoga, and uh, she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna return this purse." And Michael Monroe's like, "Are you crazy? We live in New York. You find a bag, you call the police." And and Chloe Grace Moretz is like. Oh, the proper thing to do is return the bag. Okay. So she returns the bag. She meets this old lady and she's just like this old lonely lady. She got no family. And Chloe Grace Moretz, it reminds her of her mother. They start hanging out. You following me? Uh, yeah. So Michael Monroe's pissed off. She's fucking pissed. Okay. She wants to go out. She wants to get faded. She wants to meet boys. I like this. Yeah. Uh -huh. She needs Chloe Grace Moretz by her side, but instead Chloe Grace Moretz fucking hanging out with fucking this 75-year-old skeleton instead. Okay? Okay? I I I can I hate you more than anything just for looking at me like that. Okay. And not saying a fucking word. Okay. So, I'm getting serious, dog. Greta. So it turns out the old lady, the old lady skeleton. I'm shit talking Isabel Hooper, but I I don't mean to. I'm just trying to be serious. She has 50 bags and she puts bags all across uh New York. How do you know this? Was this in the it's trailer? In the fucking trailer. Oh, okay. So it turns out she's crazy. Yeah. And the entire time, I'm just like, why aren't you just socking her? You you push her over and she'd break her hip. Yeah. It's corny as fuck, duh. It's corny as hell. Did was, you like it, was, it? It was just too cheesy for me. No, I did not like it. Cheesy? We don't use it that was, a lot it on was this podcast. Too, usually cheesy is good, but it was just too much for me. Okay. Uh, it was bad cheesy for E-Dog. Uh, there is one moment in the film that involves a dismembering of something. Okay, I'm in. And it got such a f reaction from the crowd. That was fun. From the Carlsbad, New from Mexico Carlsbad crowd. crowd. Uh, Dana yells out in the theater, Oh, shit! Nice. Um, so, like, that was fun. You didn't sleep during it? I didn't. Uh, it was a long 90 minutes because it's some corny-ass shit. Okay, I'm uh, glad I didn't watch it. It sounds fun. It, uh, I like Chloe Moretz. I love uh, it's, Michael Monroe. It's like, but. I'm happy I spent my Friday night with Greta, but fuck off. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. That's great. great that, that's the best review I've ever heard. That's, I'm I'm happy I spent my ninety minute my Friday night with Greta, but fuck off. Yes. There you go. Love it. That's I love Greta it. G. And with that. That's what we've been watching. That is absolutely, unequivocally, what the fuck that we've been watching. Now, I hate to make you talk more, Eric. But we do have another segment on this podcast, mm -hmm. and it's called. It's called, <coughs> um, the Ghoul Squad Musical Representation Hour. Otherwise known as Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. All right, no, I fuck went the, you, Eric. Fuck you. I went the obvious. I feel like you say that every time. Like, is that just the next lyric now in that no, song? No, that, that's the theme song. Oh, okay. Okay, Great. yeah. Because I feel like every single time oh, no, you that, just end into fuck you, Eric. And so yeah. I just I just assume that's how the song It'd goes. It'd be like now. singing the Friends theme song. Like, okay. That's the theme song. 
but if it descended into fuck you, Ross, fuck you, Joey. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, Jennifer Aston, we're about to talk. We sure are. Yeah. So, was that Stay on purpose? tuned for ranking all. No, it wasn't. Uh, what if I told you it was on purpose, just to sound smart? Uh, stay tuned. We're about to rank all eight Leprechaun uh, films, uh, which I'm sure will be fun, just in time for St. Patrick's Day. But, Eric. So I went the obvious route for Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. There's so many things I could have picked from. Recently, a giant in the horror punk scene passed away. I thought I could do a tribute segment. Okay. Uh, There's new Twilight Creeps. There's new Bloodsucking Zombies. I thought, you know, I could discuss that. But instead, I thought, let's go the obvious route. And can you guess what I'm going to talk about? The Jasons? Uh, I've already talked to Jasons. You've talked to Jasons, I think, on every fucking... So, I had a dream about them. Okay, I it's like that. It's really fucking weird. Uh, we were playing football, and they were, like, super, like, weak dudes. Like, I could, like, we were, like, we were on opposite teams, but I could just, like, run up and, like, take the football, like, out of their arms because they were just, like, so, like, weak. But they were, like, in full costume, like, with the masks and the leather, and for some reason, we're playing fucking football. And it was just me against them, and they were terrible. What do you think that said, that dream said about you that day? That I guess I'd like to hang out with the Jasons. And run them over playing football? You don't I, even like football. What the fuck are you doing playing football with the Jasons? I, I like throwing the football back and forth with my nephew. Well, who but, doesn't? But I don't like watch. Uh, speaking of which, my speak- team won the Super Bowl between our last podcast. Go ahead, Eric. Yep. Okay. So the obvious answer, Da, which you should have been able to guess, is that the end of Leprechaun in the Hood, there is the Lep in the Hood rap song. Yep. I so Dana, I mean Keegan just closed his eyes so hard at me. Did did the microphone pick up the scoff? We'll get to Leprechaun in, in the hood. hood. No, okay, uh, it's fun. No, it's a fun. Yes, it's a blast. Go ahead. All right, so let me talk. Yeah, uh, Lep in the hood, just for a moment, because this is Eric Coffin's character. Absolutely. Tunes. Okay, so at the end of the film, after the film's concluded, yes, after, after the story's been resolved, we get treated to some uh, to the Leprechaun rapping. He's essentially defeated. And then he's just rapping. He's just rapping. And I disagree with you about him being defeated. Well, I mean, the whole fucking thing is made up. But go ahead. Okay. So um, so I had to do the smallest tiny bit of research to okay. learn about the behind the scenes of the Lep in the Hood. Okay. The name of the song is Lep in the Hood. Okay. I love it. Right? Um, my favorite part is just, you know, the hook. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. But what I love is when the backup singers break it down. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Okay, so this was actually written by the man who directed it. Really? Uh, by two people, yes. Uh, so you're a songwriter, so you can appreciate good lyrics. Directed by Rob Spira? Okay. As well as the man who composed the music for the film, Nicholas Rivera. Okay. Um, and it was produced by a couple of dudes by the name of the Boom Brothers and Joel C. High. Now, here's what I thought was really cool. Okay. Okay. The two main characters. Okay. There's like three main characters yep. in the film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's Postmaster P, which mm-hmm. from now on, I'd like if you started referring to me as Postmaster E. Oh, okay, no. I'm going to change that to my uh, Twitter name. Postmaster E. There's Stray Bullet. Okay. And there's Butch, right? Okay. And, and they're posy rappers. I really like that, and I'll, but we'll discuss that when we get there. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. So in real life, 
Uh, those actors are Anthony Montgomery and Rashawn Now, and they actually wrote some of the music as well. Like, I guess the music that they performed. Like, did they write Lep in the Hood, Come they, to Do No Good? Or did they, they write they, Lep in the Hood, Come to Do No Good? They they didn't write Lep in the Hood, but some of like the other songs, like, like they wrote they rap, Come to Do No Good. I thought that that was great that they also wrote and performed. No, that's dope. Uh, the songs as well. So I thought that was really You're neat. talking about the songs that they rap in the film. They wrote some of those. Right, correct. That's cool, yeah. So to conclude with um, this Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes, I thought I would sing. Not sing, but but read some of the Lep in the Hood lyrics, okay? And E-Dog is not making this up. So imagine three foot six Warwick Davis in full leprechaun costume in a strip club with backup dancers. What do they call them? Zombie fly girls? Something like that. Do you need help on any of this? Can I can I chime in as one of the If if you remember the lyrics? I don't, I don't. Okay. That's the problem. And here's what's ridiculous is I watched this twice. Oh, wow. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Blunt is dope. This place is hype. There's a lassie. She's just my type. I hate to resort so soon to magic, but I haven't been laid in so long it's tragic. (laughs) I'm so bad. I'm so good. I'll show what to do. So lend an ear. Don't worry. Little lassie, you've got nothing to fear. Sit with a lad who's lean and green and let me show you why I'm a love machine. The leprechaun doesn't fuck. We never see him fuck. So He's certainly of, trying to bet a lot of women throughout so, the franchise. So all, Yeah, but we ain't never see him fuck. But all of a sudden... In the fucking Lep in the Hood song, he's just a fucking fuck machine all of a sudden? Are you disputing the... I'm disputing <laughs> the Leprechaun's fuckability. Okay. The one time he is in bed, it's with the man. Let me ask you this. Would you want to see the Leprechaun? Of course I want to see the Leprechaun <laughs> fuck. I want to see everything fuck. Okay. I'm into that. Okay. So, Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Uh, I guess you'll need to watch... Uh, no, it's about to play. You ready? Yeah. Oh, Hit it. I come from the land of the Irish Spring. Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood. I'm the man of green, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Blunt is dope, this place is hype. There's a lot issues, just by type. I hate to resort so soon to money. Haven't been late so long, it's happening. I'm so bad, I'm good. I'll show you what to do, so lend an ear. Don't worry, little lassie, you've got nothing to fear. Sit with the lad who's lean and green, and let me show you why I'm a love machine. Come to do no good. I'm a wee green guy who's new to town. Show me what you do when you get down. I'll go up, you go down. We'll call see your love agree. From the cliffs of Moor to your front door, better turn up the lights and pray some more. We're gonna party through the night until the door. Then you and I are gonna get it on. Oh. Lap in the hood, come to do no good. Lap in the hood, come to do no
Okay, so that's my cartoons for this for the uh, episode. Doc. That's a lot of fun. Now I'm glad you picked that. Glad we, glad we got to play it. Throw a yep. little bit of lep in the hood. I I just figured I had to. Yeah, for no, the that's great. episode. And we're gonna talk in the hood and as well as back to the hood. Yes. Okay. So let's get started. Okay. Let's get started with our least favorite. Well, hang on. Of the eight, we gotta play films. the grindhouse music, Eric. Oh, okay. Sorry. Three, two, one. No, I'm just kidding. Hit it. All right. Here we are. Finally fucking ranking these goddamn movies. Mm -hmm. I feel like this has been one of the most incredible journeys for me at least okay um and so let's start with what we always start with but i think this one's a little interesting all right so on the other franchises that we've done we say why do we like mm-hmm. scream why do we like friday the 13th Correct. why do we like nightmare on elm street which you should go check those episodes out on this i would like to say do we like the leprechaun franchise because we've never seen any of these films until right then. so do we like this franchise? I love Leprechaun. Okay. Uh, Keegan, do you like uh, Leprechaun? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so this is tough for me. Um, I liked some of these movies. Uh, I liked some of them quite a bit. And then I really didn't like uh, a lot of the other movies. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. And I think we'll probably get to that over the the course. But did you like, you know, you like you, you yeah, like can, the franchise. I can answer why. Sure. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm a sucker for an icon. Yeah. Me too. If someone has more than three films, I'm probably going to jock you. Sure. I think for me, these felt like, I don't know. It was tough. Like, okay. So I recently went through a journey of the child's play franchise. Okay. And I just absolutely fucking loved um, those films. And I didn't realize how in love I would be with Chucky, like the actual character of Chucky. Uh-huh. And uh, I felt like I should feel like that about Warwick Davis and the leprechaun, but I just never did. I never, I never connected to him. Dodge. Nah, see where like last week or the week before that fucking new blue set was $25 yeah. on Amazon. I, I didn't pull the trigger though, because I can't buy blues till I finish all my unopened ones. You got to get that. Dodge. That's a great set. I have it. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I felt like they were kind of similar and I felt like I never connected to this icon. Similar which, because they're both miniature horrors. Kind of. Okay. And they're, they're also, their tone is not, Oh, I mean, Child's Play has a little more serious tone than I think Leprechaun ever has. That's why I like Leprechaun, because it's like, we're silly from the get-go. Yeah. We can go to space, we can go to the hood, and it's okay. Sure. What else about Leprechaun? Before we get to our ranking, this franchise spanned quite a few years here. For real, um, from 93 to 2018. Yeah. But I and I think maybe the difference here is I'm not sure if Leprechaun went to theater, the first film. Only the first two did. Okay. And Origins had a very limited release. And I think that's part of the problem is like all most other franchises have quite a few like big move, bigger movies. Like sure. they actually went to theater. They're not direct to video. Right. Like, these um, were. I think child's play three might've been direct to video, but, um, it has several sequels that went to theater. I, I just felt like this franchise was, this was tough for me to get through. I'll be honest. Okay. But, uh, I did end up liking them and the ones I liked, I liked quite a bit. So we'll, we'll get to those. But uh, prepare, uh, I might shit on the first couple. Uh, But I think that's it. Do you want to get to our list? Of course. All right, let's do it. Okay. 
You go first. Uh, which one did you, you sure you want me to go first? Which one did you like the least? Yeah, I don't want to just talk. I feel like I, I won't have to talk because I already know what you're going to say. I feel like you're just going to hate my me. thoughts. I feel like you don't, you don't even want to talk about it. Uh, so, uh, okay. So okay, there's, I'll go. You go first. Okay. Give me you first. My least favorite, my number eight from the Leprechaun series. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what your least favorite is. Okay. The original Leprechaun, duh. I hate it. It's fucking terrible. That's fucking bullshit fucking movie. I hate this fucking podcast. I hate you. I never want to fucking see you again. Just get out of my goddamn house. Okay. No. In all seriousness, Leprechaun 4 in space. Got it. Right. Is it safe to say? Yeah, so my least favorite is, uh, safe to say? is Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun Space. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you go I first. thought I was going to love it, duh. I yeah. Thought I was, okay, so I'm already on board with I the was wackiness. most excited for this yeah. and the hood. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the Leprechaun is fucking Bugs Bunny from part one. Yes. Since part one. Yes. So I'm like totally okay with this idea. Um, it's got Miguel Nunez in it. What else? I mean, this should be this should be the best leprechaun, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's what throws the, me well, off. Let's dog. do this. Let's do this. So let's both do it. I'm the guy that loves Jason X. Right. So I love Jason X. You know what turns E Dog off? What? Movies that rip off James Cameron's aliens. Great. My notes for Leprechaun. I hate I hate aliens mm, knockoff movies. My notes for And that's what Leprechaun for is. For Leprechaun for in space. Alien exploitation. Dick Burster, which we can talk about, and Chest Burster, Acid. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I don't like these fucking movies that are like alien exploitation, Terminator exploitation, like where they're just mimicking like a Shocking big... Dark, Extra 2. Yeah. They're fucking awful. Awful movies. Awful. Like absolutely fucking awful. Like, and here's yeah. what fucked me up, Dob, about Leprechaun 4. Okay. They don't ever call him a Leprechaun. They never once referred well, to him Well, they just think leprechaun. he's an alien, right? Exactly. But he's fucking where He's got a little green hat on. He's got I, a shillelagh. And not at one point do they think he's a leprechaun. But here's what, you know, I'm going to say something positive now about leprechaun. There's a lot of nudity. I'm going to say something positive now about leprechaun. Four, right? All There's right. a part where he picks up a laser blaster. We'll just call it a blaster. Okay. And he gets into a firefight. Oh, that was dope. When he's like behind the box. Duh. And he's yeah. like leaning in and, and out of cover. I, know, that was I cool. fucking love that shit. Because yeah. that was. Uh, what you wanted out of. Fun, silly. Right. Yeah. Leprechaun is. And I think. Okay. And there is a lot of wackiness in this film. Yeah. 100%. But I think one thing that hurt it was like. One, I didn't think it was funny. Like the, the wackiness. No. And two, I guess it's budget. Yeah, like you I, could just see, like, you commented on the cups. Yeah. You commented on the fucking cups. Go ahead and say what you okay, said. Okay, so so I, I tweeted this picture out when I was watching this movie. Uh, they're in this, like, they, they, they go into this bar that's supposed to be... Futuristic, yeah. Futuristic space bar that's on this, this fucking uh, space spaceship. And these soldiers are, are drinking out of these cups that clearly look like they're from, like, Dollar General or I said Walmart. And uh, just because they're like wacky kids cups is really what they are. Right. And they look like that. But then yeah, one they, of the, they got like bubbles on yeah. it or something like and that. And one of the guy picks it up to take a drink. And you can see I on the bottom. I think it's Miguel Nunez. You can see on the bottom where there's a fucking, the barcode is right. still like scratched off on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was, I don't know why. Okay, look. I love low budget shit. We love low budget horror, but I like sincere low budget horror. And I really thought this was one of the most insincere fuck you money movies I've ever seen in my life. Just fuck you. We don't give a shit. There's no story. It's not funny. It's just stupid. It's just ripping off alien. I felt like this movie was a fuck you. Like 
fuck it. It's just a leprechaun movie in space. Like you guys will like this shit, right? No, this is fucking awful. And there, there's like this part in the movie that this is going to sound really insignificant, okay. but it kind of is like, and it, it explains the rest of the movie. There's like this part where like you could see the set wasn't like screwed all the way into the floor. Like there's this like, so it's feeling like some real Ed Wood shit now too. It was horrible. Let me tell you, I went the moment I felt like that. It's like whenever they like land on whatever planet where yeah. the leprechaun is, and like it's clearly just some like bullshit CGI background, and it's yeah. like lightning, and there's like fog, and I was just like, ugh, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let me do my statement on Leprechaun uh, Four in Space. Like this almost broke me. Like I wanted to quit horror because I hated this movie so Period. much. It took me four sittings. Oh my gosh, the most ever. That's like period of any movie, not just Leprechaun. It's like a 90 minute movie. It took me four sittings to finish this because, wow. and, it, and it made me dread. Like I couldn't wait for it to be over so I could watch the next fucking movie, but I hated it so much. I couldn't finish it. Uh, you know, I'm sitting at my apartment thinking, okay, what am I going to watch tonight? I'll watch anything, but that fucking finishing leprechaun in space. So I thought it'd be fun. I wanted to shit on it. I like all the other movies. So just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm not negative. Just fuck Leprechaun 4 in space. I hated it. I hated every second of it. Um, I agree. Like, it was, it, we, we like a lot of low budget shit. And right. low budget shit can look stupid and not perfect. That's not what I'm saying. This was like insincerely low budget. Like, just fuck you. You're a, hor- you're a dumb horror fan watching Leprechaun. And they're right. I paid to watch it. So I think what bummed me out is like the wacky stuff that was there. Again, like, I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, I should like Giant Leprechaun. Yeah. I should like Mitten Spider, but none of that worked for me. No. It, 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 and that's what I'm saying, like, insincere. Like, it was like, oh, here's, you guys like wacky stuff, right? But, like, no thought put into it. Like, and I just couldn't stand. Again, Miguel Nunez, though. I couldn't stand, like, the, um, the, the princess or the queen or whatever. She's running around, like, basically wearing just, like, glitter and, like, a bikini, which was great. That was awesome. But. You know what uh, bums me out is the guy that directed this one. Brian Trenchard Smith. Yeah. He did three and three is really good. Three is really good. So I was expecting four to be, you know, another, uh, grand slam. And it certainly isn't. I hated it. I hated it. It broke me as a horror fan. I thought, why do I watch movies like this? Like I fucking hated it. I didn't think this episode was going to give you a fucking existential crisis. Oh, it was terrible. No, it made me like when I, I mean, I'm never going to quit horror. It's a, it's a figure of speech, but like I wanted to quit everything because of how much I hated this movie. So can I do notes? Alien exploitation. So there's a dick burster. I thought that was a fun idea, but it's just terrible. It's not even fun. It's not even cool. He he literally comes out of that dude's dick when he's pissing. Yeah. There's acid. It literally falls on like a girl's jacket. She takes it off. The jacket looks like it's from like Walmart. It's like a faded glory jacket. Uh, terrible sets, awful looking movie. It's shot terribly. It looks awful. All the CGI like is rendered at like, for like 260p or something. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. Like every time it's CGI on screen, like it's literally rendered at like 160p. It looks fucking atrocious. Uh yeah, the Walmart barcode on the bottom of the glass. Took five seatings sittings to watch. Hate this movie. This is every here you go. This is everything wrong about horror. This is everything wrong with horror in Leprechaun Foreign Space. I gotta disagree with you though. Because of Miguel Nunez. Okay. Okay. You're not going to talk about that there's nudity? Honestly, I don't remember. You don't remember nudity? Wow, that's a new one. That's a good one. So um, I want to be clear. This is just Leprechaun 4 in space, but absolutely hated every second of this fucking movie. Okay. All right. So that's our number eight. Yep. 
So what you got at a seven? Okay. Seven. Leprechaun. Period? No. Oh, okay. My number seven is Leprechaun. Back to the hood. Ooh. So I liked Back to the Hood. Okay. I enjoyed it. Okay. So Back to the Hood. Explain Back to the Hood. You're the best at Subnosis. What is it? Uh, in Leprechaun, back. Back to the Hood. Back to the Hood. Uh, this is the sequel to Leprechaun in the Hood. Yep. Uh, there's a fucking group of kids with no explanation at yeah. the start of the film. Uh, the Leprechaun's fighting a priest. Yep. And uh, there's this is never explained. And uh, the priest defeats him. And they're fighting over land that's eventually going to be turned into a youth center. Yep. But since this is the hood, it never gets funding and it never gets um, finished. Yeah. So one day, a group of friends who uh, live in the hood, uh, they're having a barbecue on this like half built fucking uh, construction site. And one of the girls finds the leprechaun's gold and he wants it back. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Leprechaun, Back to the Hood. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this movie. I thought it was totally fine. I enjoyed watching it. This is this is where it's different than like Leprechaun 4 in space. I didn't really like Leprechaun, Back to the Hood, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the where it got me was, here I am watching this whole franchise where like Warwick Davis is this character, mm-hmm. right? And then he has a new outfit in Leprechaun, Back to the Hood. And I just felt like it wasn't even him. Like you were talking, you and I kind of mentioned off the pod, uh, you, you, you were saying you liked how physical it was. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like that. So this movie, most of the Leprechaun films feature, actually all of them, except for maybe Origins, uh, feature the Leprechaun like doing, uh, he's more of a like magic, right? Right. He can cast uh, hallucinations. Um, so that's how he mostly kills people or fucks with you. He does it with magic. Well, in Leprechaun Back to the Hood, he's just like Warwick Davis wearing a, a like an outfit and he's like hitting people. I loved it. Like running up to them and like hitting them. Loved it. And I thought it was stupid. Like I just thought I didn't like his portrayal in this movie. And I had to look up if this was even Warwick Davis. Really? He doesn't speak. That's the other part. He doesn't speak a lot. Mm. He doesn't rhyme and he doesn't say almost anything in the movie. I feel like my favorite leprechauns are the ones where he, Rhymes because he doesn't he doesn't yeah. speak in rhyme in every uh, movie. No, and he do, he barely speaks in Back to the Hood, and he definitely doesn't rhyme. And I was like, for a movie Back to the Hood, shouldn't it rhyme? Like that's why I right. loved. That's why I thought was such a good idea about Leprechaun in the Hood is like he could do rap or whatever, and it would be fun and wacky. Right. Um, I just thought this was again a cynical sequel. Like just it must have. I mean, Back to the. I mean, excuse me. In the Hood must have been popular enough that they decided that the, to do a sequel to it, right? That's exactly what. Not happened. that it's like a direct sequel, so, but I mean to use that setting again. So I know about this movie. So I watched some of the special features for whatever reason, and uh, the writer and director or whatever was like, "Yeah, I, I turned in a script to them for Leprechaun uh, does Spring Break." Oh God, that sounds great. Right? And they said, "Yeah, that's it. We really liked your script, but Leprechaun in the Hood made us a lot of money." Like every, this is his words. He said, I guess every video store in like South Central LA was like, they were coming off the shelves and they said, we need another one of those hood <laughs> That's fucking movies. awesome. So again, it, to me, it felt like a cynical rehash of like, oh, we need another one of those hood movies. Uh, Leprechaun, back to the hood notes. Okay. okay. So this is my number seven, my second least favorite. Uh, new costume, non-threatening Leprechaun. Uh, you crazy. I just felt like he was stupid. Like he's you just running crazy. around just like, and just like punching people. I thought it was stupid. Uh, A fine movie, you know, 
uh, violent sometimes, which I thought was cool. Like there's some fucked up, like when he kills, he kills uh, one of the, oh, but yeah, by the way, spoilers for the entire Leprechaun franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but just go with us on this journey. Uh, at one point he kills like one of the, uh, the main character's friend, like in her apartment, like mm-hmm. w- in the bathroom. And it's kind of violent and fucked up. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Right. And that's kind of it. Uh, so it's violent sometimes. Had to look up if it was even Warwick Davis. He barely speaks. And I put, quote unquote, like he's just hitting people, which I thought was I, stupid. I loved it. But I'll talk about why. So Leprechaun Back to the Hood, that's my number seven. Eric, I'm 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 more excited to hear you talk about it. Okay. Because Cause I like him? No, because I watched eight of these movies by myself. Oh, okay. So Eric, what's okay. your li- second Okay, my second least favorite, least so favorite his number, Leprechaun. Number seven. My number seven is Leprechaun Origin. Really? Okay, cool. And it's not a quality thing. Sure. I actually really, really liked Leprechaun Origins. Sure. I thought it was a solid little monster film. And I texted, like I watched 40 minutes of it, and I texted you. I was like, this is making me think of like the Predator and the Descent. Yeah. And those two reasons was because like he has like Predator vision. Yeah. There's like moments when... um you, you're seeing through him. And then just the way he looked reminded me of like one of the descent creatures. But you you're know, talking about Hornswoggle. Yes. And here's the thing. Who might as well not be in the movie because you can't see Here's him. the thing. Yeah. Like his real name is like Ted Postal. Okay. So I'll just call him Mr. Postal because I don't know what his last name, I mean his first name is. Eric Postal. Yeah. So here's what blew me away was like, okay, I knew going in this was like a, a WWE produced film. Yeah. That it's a WWE wrestler. And so I thought for sure like just having those elements that it too was going to be silly. Yeah. But it's too. not. It's like 100% dead serious. Yeah. Dead serious. Right. And exactly what you said. Like they probably didn't need him to yeah. play this role. Like, uh, well, I was saying because you can't see him because of all the fucking shaky cam. Okay. So there's a lot of shaky cam. There's, yeah. I think I, almost, I thought they were kind of go, going for like a, you're probably going to disagree with me, but like the Jaws approach where it's like we're going to hold back Definitely. on showing uh, the monster. But, but s- stop it with the fucking shaky cam. What I love so much oh, about and the, it and the shallow depth of field. So it's like everything's blurry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what I love so much about it was it's a dude in a fucking suit. Yeah, for sure. Like it's a legit dude in a monster suit. There's one shot where he's like outside of a car mm-hmm. and he like hops and I was like, Oh shit. That he looks awesome. Right. And I thought, why don't they fucking show him? He's so right. cool. Um, I, th- I think they were like terrified. Well, I'm not saying show the monster. I'm saying when they do show it, like they're so afraid. It's like blurry. Right. Because I think they're thinking he's going to look silly. We want the silly. It'd be cool. Right. Here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm so into the silliness of Leprechaun. Sure. That while I enjoyed a serious entry, and this is called Origins, right? Yeah. So this, so I've never seen this film, and I'm thinking like, okay, is this is this tying into Leprechaun? Like, I had a question where I was going to ask you, like, do you think Leprechaun Origins, Leprechaun, and Leprechaun Returns is, like, a solid trilogy? But I can't ask you that because Leprechaun Origins has nothing to do with right. the rest of the, the fucking Leprechaun. Absolutely nothing. So as the film is progressing, I'm liking it. I think it's this great little tiny monster flick. And when I say tiny, I don't mean in, in size. I mean, like, because it's just, you know, like a small contained small, film. Yeah. Um, Mostly in, like, two houses or whatever. In a right. Field. But, yeah, and, and yeah. there's even some fun gore in it. Uh, For sure. Another another thing that made me think Predator was there's a part where he rips out a dude's spine. Yep. Um, Oh, oh. So I'm thinking, how is this going to tie into Leprechaun? Leprechaun, right? And I was like, okay, is she going to like be able to like cast a spell on him where she like wishes him to be silly? Put a spell on you. And then all of a sudden that's what turns him into like 
Warwick Davis, you and know? And now you're but, mine. But that never happens. Instead, yeah. we just get a serious monster movie. Fun monster movie, yeah. That I liked a lot. But I like the wackiness of Leprechaun so much. That's why it's this low. Number seven. Okay. Yep. I'll talk origins soon. Okay, Dad. Well, what is your <coughs> number seven? Uh, we did my number seven. That was Back to the Hood. Oh, okay. Because we did. we're at six. Yeah, I know. It's just flying. It is flying. Uh, I would talk origins, but I will in like two seconds. Okay. Okay, so my next least favorite, which we're getting into the ones I like. Okay. So this is my number six out of eight, and this is Leprechaun in the Hood. Okay. Okay. This is not to say I didn't like this movie. I had a really good time with this one. I really like these three characters. I, I agree. I really like their posy rap. Right? I agree. They're like about positivity and like they're trying to like make. They're trying to get out the hood. Yeah, they're trying send to send like a positive message. Send a positive message to kids in the hood and stuff. I really like that. And I also liked like the temptingness of, of like getting out with the gold. Like that was such right. a great idea. Like, oh, we want to do better in the hood or whatever by getting the gold. Right. And, and so we can help finance the hood. Right. So what this movie is about is these three rappers that uh, are posy rappers. They're, they're from the movie tells us they're not good. Like they're right. not good at rapping. Right. And so um, they use this. Oh yeah. The flute, the flute, the whistle, magical flute. They use a magical whistle uh, from the leprechaun to basically enchant like the people that listen to them to think that their music is good. Right. Uh, when the film starts, ice T. uh, finds the flute and he's able to start a successful uh, record company because of the flute. I guess he's able to, as Keegan said, uh, enchant his listeners right. to build this uh, record label. Yes. So he's like basically like famous iced tea with like this re- record label. That's like really big and established, but he's, he's done it all through using the leprechaun's powers. Right. Uh, and in the positive rappers go to ice tea and they explain to him that they want to send positive messages. But ice Two's like, nah, we just all about killing bitches. Yeah. He's like, fuck all that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, I really like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, leprechaun in the hood, uh, my notes are, okay. you know, it's a lot of fun, uh, completely of its time, which it definitely is. And, uh, 2000, uh, you know, I, I'll, I wrote here, they're positive rappers, awful nonsense ending with the leprechaun being okay at the end after using the amulet. I just didn't think like, it makes no sense at the end. I feel like it's just like bullshit. Right. But what we got up in the hood, left in the hood, good. coming no good. Uh, this movie has a lot of weird, like, I mean, we don't have to talk a lot about it, but like a lot of weird, like cross-dressing ideas and stuff. Yes. Um, so, you know, we don't have to like discuss the merits of that or anything, but I found it like. I felt it fit the wackiness of the franchise. I did too. I really enjoyed like just how fucking wacky Wait, and nuts they, it was. But this is what's weird. How wacky and fun is this, but Leprechaun Space is so fucking bad. I agree. I agree. That's, I think it comes down to like, I just think it's like a cynical fuck it shit out of space Leprechaun movie where this is like, mm-hmm. let's make a movie Leprechaun in the Hood and it's fun. Right. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I like that. Like I was starting with, I really like the three three main guys i don't even remember the names but they're just really charismatic and fun uh i love that they're posy rappers it's just a mm-hmm. fun idea and then yeah ice tea's a blast i mean leprechaun in the hood definitely not one of my favorites but definitely i liked it a lot uh, i got how about this i got exactly what i wanted out of a movie called leprechaun in the hood i got exactly what i wanted out of it with this movie and i didn't get that like leprechaun in space sounds like the greatest thing ever to me sure uh and i didn't get what i wanted out of that so uh, I really like Leprechaun in the Hood, and that's my number six. Eric, what's your number six? Okay, so what I want to say is minus Leprechaun in space. Like, I love all of these. Sure. Because the one I'm going to say next 
is really good, but it's so low. And my number six is Leprechaun 2. Okay. Uh, Leprechaun 2 is the only one that takes place on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, we're really close in rankings here, Doc. Yeah, and goddamn, this idea is so bizarre. It's about this, this is a really bizarre like plot, right? Yeah, um, and I remember when I okay, so I rarely finish movies in one sitting, and I got like an hour into this, and I was like, this is really watchable. Uh, just how bizarre, I guess. Yeah, it was. It's about this kid and his drunk uncle who do haunted LA tours. Yes, and one of their stops is Harry Houdini's house. And you learn that the leprechaun lives under Harry Houdini's uh, tree. Yes. Um, but at the in, start in of the like film. like a terrible underground tree set. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the start of the film, you learn that the leprechaun has just turned a thousand years old. Is that correct? And he's finally able to marry. And the Thank w- God. Yes. Um, and the way he's going to choose his wife is he has to make a woman sneeze and if no one says God bless you three times, is that correct? Then I, he, I forgot all about this. Then shit. he gets to then he gets to wed this woman. Yeah. Uh, what so, what I remember is 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 the drunk caretaker guy with the and the guy and the girlfriend. Right. That's what I remember about the film. So at the start of the film, uh, the leprechaun has a slave, and you learn that the leprechaun wants to marry his daughter. And so he like gets like a dandelion and oh, blows yeah. it. It's a good opening. Yeah. It's a good opening in this movie. And uh, she sneezes and the father says, uh, God bless you three yeah. times. Um, and I think this is the first one where he finally starts speaking uh, in rhyme. I feel yes. like he doesn't speak in rhyme in the first one. No. Um, so then it advances a thousand years. It's present day L.A. Yep. And the leprechaun is looking to marry again. And you learn that the kid who gives the haunted LA tours, uh, the leprechaun wants his girlfriend as his wife. Yeah. So this kid has to uh, save uh, his girlfriend from the leprechaun. Yes. It just gets so insanely bizarre, though. Yeah. There's moments where they like hang out at this bar, and since it's St. Patrick's Day, so there's the, a ton of different people dressed so, as uh, yeah, as leprechauns. leprechauns. So that that was my favorite part of the film. Is, is it's it's literally in my notes. We're not to I'm not to this film yet, but right. my leprechaun three notes uh, in, uh, enjoyed the crazier tone mm-hmm. and uh, loved the uh, sorry leprechaun two notes. Uh, 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 oh. Loved uh, out drinking the leprechaun. So one yes. of my favorite parts of the film. God, that's so good. That's yeah. so much fun. Uh, yeah, there's a leprechaun, the drunk uncle, and the leprechaun have a drink off. He's basically like, I bet I can out drink you, and the leprechaun's like, you can't out drink a leprechaun, right? God, that's so good. Yeah, that's it's awesome. So good. And what's funny? So is they like, like get him drunk so he passes out, and so they they have more time to save the girlfriend or whatever. Right. And what's what's silly is like that's like the only way the drunk uncle can contribute. Yeah. Is like okay, I can just drink yeah, some no, more. That's his skill in this situation is right. drinking. Yeah. No. Um, and, and that appeals to me. I love that. Um, but there's just like this like real wacky like shit. It's like, why is it even in there? There's like a part where one of the just, you know, he's not even a character in the film. He's just somebody who's dressed as a leprechaun in the bar, goes into the bathroom and he's face high with the urinal. And he's just like, am I going to take a piss? And then it just cuts away from yeah. that situation. But there's all this like crazy ass shit where like, there's this like one character where, uh, the leprechaun is casting an illusion that it's a girl that he likes 
but really it's a it's a lawnmower like somehow standing up and this guy gets his like face cut off do you remember that yes yeah that was awesome oh god and then there's a terrific part where they're like at a uh they're at a go-kart track and like the leprechaun has his own fucking go-kart yeah it's just really fucking bizarre but it works for some reason it does as in space does it I, I hate to say it you know i hate to keep using this it feels sincere it feels like right this it they want like this is a movie they wanted to make it's fun it's like people it feels genuine okay wacky where i feel like leprechaun in space is like ha 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 fuck horror fans like they're idiots for watching this right that's this, what that feels like this is like uh it's an expanding it's ex, it's expanding upon it's the first expansion of a character that uh i guess initial audiences yeah uh must have liked because they yeah. were able to do a sequel yeah, I like I like three a lot. Yeah, no, that was two. Oh, two. Sorry, fuck. That was no, my, That was two. I like three more too. So, oh yeah, we'll I like I like three more too. So I guess we're on your five now. And, and that was Leprechaun two for you. That was Leprechaun two for me. Yeah. So my five, we already talked. So we'll 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 go through this one. Uh, so Leprechaun Origins. So this okay. is my number five. Uh, I like this more than the Hood films, but you're right. I think this is a really tough film to rank because, you know, it doesn't feel like. I was surprised. Sorry to interrupt you. That. So I really liked it, and I thought you were really going to like it. And so I texted you, and I was like, did you like Leprechaun Origins? And you're like, yeah, it's okay for what it is. And that kind of surprised me. I yeah. thought you were gonna, I thought you two were going to have my enthusiasm. Yeah, no. So I really liked Leprechaun Origins, but I feel like it's a – how do I explain this? Like you're, you're, you, you were talking about other monster films that are like The Descent mm-hmm. and like – oh. Leprechaun Origins is nothing. I mean, no, I know. It but like, it's not the Descendants. Those it's not films the are like good. And this is like, uh, okay, I know exactly what it is. For me, okay. Leprechaun Origins felt like, so I've seen all of the wrong turn sequels. Yes. This felt like a direct to video wrong turn sequel, but with Leprechaun as a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, bad characters. Like, oh, there's a, okay, I should read my fucking notes that I wrote. Uh, unlikable characters. So, holy shit, I hated everyone in the movie. I hated. Every fucking person. Very interesting you say that because one of the actors don't know his name in real life, don't know the character's name. He's in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, shit. Okay. You didn't recognize him? He's the one who like dies in the bathtub and he, and Freddy burns on his like back, like Freddy's back or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember being that actor. I don't remember the actor. Oh. Oh, it's the dude who's in like the institution. Oh, okay. the main kid. Yeah. And so I was like super into that because I was like, oh, it's that motherfucker from Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, so I watched this with my... Uh, with my uh, my brother and his wife, and I said I said out loud I said oh shit is this a American tourists abroad being picked off film, and I was like I really hope it is and it, it is. is yeah yeah it is so I really liked that I really liked that you know they go to a bar get beers and like hang out but then it's like I don't know I think the film itself it's not the plot I like the plot I like the ideas I think the characters are horrible I hated all of them I wanted them all to die. Which is Which different. They do. Okay, but we like slashers where we like the kids and then they die. Okay, we've okay. been over this a lot. And I felt like this is like, oh, hey, it's a monster movie, but you hate all the kids and you can't wait for them to get their fucking heads bitten off. And I don't just mean like they're deplorable characters. The, I never felt a connection to any of them. Mm. And I couldn't wait for them to all be killed by uh, Hornswoggle. Like, uh, you know, the dude who's just trying to get fucking laid, but you're so drunk that you pass out. I mean, I liked that. <laughs> Uh, but like I hated him. I don't know. I just fucking hated all the characters in this movie, but, uh, origins is fun. My notes are unlikable characters. My number one thing Two, uh, 
awful shaky cam and shallow depth of field. I mean, you can't see any of the action in this movie and it's not, this is different than like your critique of Godzilla that you don't see the monster. This is literally, you can't see anything because they're shaking it and it's out of focus. That's what I'm talking about. I don't mind you hiding a monster, but I can't see the film. Like I can't see anything. Uh, so I didn't like that. Uh, overall kind of boring. Uh, one hour and 18 minutes. Are you ready for this? That's fire. With 12 minutes of, of, of credits. credits. And you know what? And so like, they're showing like little like steals. And you think of, something like, gold. is coming. Exactly. I was like, okay, this is how it's finally going to tie into the original Leprechaun. Yeah. And nope. Still doesn't. So what I, my notes are, it's 12 minutes of credits to make it 90 for like foreign territories. You know, that's what happened in the States. You could sell a movie that's an hour and 18 minutes, but for foreign territories, like when you sell it to the UK, it mm-hmm. has to be 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. They literally just made night 12 minutes of credits I'm okay. to get to it. No, it was fine. I just saying like, it's kind of part of this, like it's okay. Shittiness. And so my final note on Leprechaun origins, which I'm saying this is my number five, I guess, uh, not good. But okay. I liked it. Okay. I, I I hope you understand the conflicting, you know, it's not good, but I think it's fun. Like I, I would tell people if you want to watch a fun monster movie, it's fun. Right. But I definitely like I like movies that I love the characters, even if they die. I like movies that I love to hate the characters. I felt nothing watching this. I'm just like, whatever. Um, but I liked it. And I like the gore. I like Hornswoggle's cool. I just wish I could see him. Uh, there's a fucked up kill at some point in the film where they kill oh, their yeah. friend or whatever. I mean, I'll just leave it at that. And it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I was just like, oh, I really wish I loved this and I didn't. And it's hard to rank because... I guess, I guess I'm just... I guess I'm easier to please, duh. Yeah, you know, sure. You, you said like you felt nothing for those characters, but there's like a subplot where the main character wants to go to school where her boyfriend is. Sure. But you learn that they're already going to attend different schools. And so she's trying to like put out there that she wants to go to school where he's going to go to school. Yeah. And he's just kind of like dismissive about it. You yeah. Know, they never explain why he's dismissive about it. But like, I was like kind of like on board with that. Like there's that part where she like takes off her clothes and she's like, are you going to miss this? And he's like, I miss you. I'm like, damn, dog, what you doing? You know, so I was like kind of like on board with like their little tiny bullshit slump subplot. Sure. I, I think it just made me hate them. Like I just hated it. he wasn't getting that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're probably, you're okay. probably getting at something there, Doc. Okay. I just hate him. Okay. You know, the other guy falls asleep while the girl's on top of him getting naked. Yep. Like, yeah. and I, I just I, hated I, these and, characters, and you Doc. You know part I love, Doc, when she like gets off of him? Yeah. And she's like, really? And then he wakes up. He's like, what? <laughs> I was just pissed. I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. No, um, it's weird because like other films where people say like, oh, they have unlikable characters like Hostile. I like those characters. I don't think they're good, but like I sympathize, I empathize with them. I know who they are. Because they're just trying to get the fuck on abroad. Right. And I just didn't feel any connection to anybody in this movie. And then I couldn't see any of the monster. I couldn't even see any of the action. So anyways, um, there's a part where he's like, uh, the main character is like trying to get away in a truck and he's like on the roof. And he's like breaking. Oh, that was dope. The windshield with his hand. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Just did not like it that much. But I liked it. Right. Leprechaun Origins. That's my number five. Eric. Right. E-Dog's number five. And this is another one that I really, really liked. And it's Leprechaun in the Hood. Okay. So I want to expand Lep in upon the hood up to no good. a few of the things that Give Keegan it to me real said. Quick, Lep in the hood, come to do no there good. Go. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Lep, Lep in the, the hood, come to do no good. Okay, so I want to expand on a few of the things that Keegan said. And then I also want to say sure. a few things that I didn't like. And one thing that turned me off 
is I feel like so up wait, it, you like this more than you like this less than Back to the Hood. I like Back to the Hood more, and I will get to that. Okay, let's okay. go. So the number one thing that turns me off about In the Hood is that up until part five, I feel like every single Leprechaun is just a fucking spinoff. None of them relate. He has different powers. He has different abilities. Yeah. It's different characters. There's zero continuity. And this is the first one where they do something that a previous one did in that at the start of In the Hood, you learn that there's an amulet in part three that basically freezes them in stone. Yeah. And in part three, they don't explain like how that amulet is on him. Yeah. And in in the hood, that's how the film starts. He's been frozen again in the amulet. And I didn't. I kind of liked how each one could just be different. Yeah, it's like almost like other. an anthology film, but with the through line of Warwick Davis, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was almost turned off by them reusing an established uh, idea from a previous uh, entry. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's a very very minor complaint. Um, and then what Keegan was saying about how these guys are like posy rappers. I really, really bought that. Like I actually felt these characters, like I felt like that gave them some depth. Yeah, I I, I thought all three of them were great. Right, there's, except for Stray Bullet. Okay, so so the main guy, he's like the posy rapper. Then there's Butch, who's like the virgin genius. Yes. And I don't know what Stray Bullet did. He was just like in the crew, I guess. He was one of the rappers, but... I feel like he didn't have... Uh, he was like more edgy, wasn't he? I feel like he... Yeah, I feel like he didn't have the distinguishable traits that uh, Postmaster P and Butch had. So... Or Postmaster E. So again, remember, we're speaking uh, spoilers here. All right. So they decide after uh, Ice-T turns them down that they're going to break in. And you learn that Ice-T not only has a magical flute, but he has all of the Leprechaun's gold. Yes. And they decide that they're going to break into Ice-T's office lair and they're going to steal the gold and when they do the robbery is foiled because ice t and some of his goons come in yeah and postmaster p who's completely against the idea of robbing him shoots ice t and he thinks he's killed ice t yeah and i was like holy fuck i believe this well, character no, and he uh you can see like he's distraught right instantly exactly. he's like oh my god how did we get into this situation? I really liked that. I super bought into that. Yeah. yeah. Here's this dude. He just wants to do good for himself. He just wants to do good for others. And now he's put in this situation that he doesn't want to be in. Cause and his he's friends just fucking, like persuaded him to do it. And he's just fucking killed somebody. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I can't believe a leprechaun film has characters where I was like concerned with what they were going through. Absolutely. And that was one of the reasons I was so into uh leprechaun in the hood. I agree with you about the ending. I felt like after it happened, I was trying to think like, what the fuck? Like, how how did that come to a conclusion? And there's like a lot of cross-dressing going on in the film. This there film. is. But that doesn't matter. Um, to the point to when I rewatched the Lep in the Hood rap song again, I, re- I rewinded it even more so I could see like the climax. So I could be like, oh, that's how it happened. It's just not very clear cut. No. no, I mean, that's kind of what I was trying to say. I just kind of threw out the ending because it's just like, it's a horror ending where it's like, you could tell they didn't know what the fuck to do. So they just like ended. And then like what they show contradicts like what comes next. Yeah. You think the leprechaun has, uh, that, the amulet on him again, but you learn that he now has control over postmaster P. And that was kind of another fun thing. He can like possess people. Yeah. Uh, in this film. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the setting. I thought those characters were really good. Um, 
Yeah, I agree on it, all it, fronts. It, it was like it was. It had the, the leprechaun wackiness that I wanted. I really liked in the hood. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised you like Back to the Hood more, but I will get to why. Yeah, I think you like the wacky weed jokes. You hit the nail on the head. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that was your number. That was my number five. Okay, so my number. So we're halfway through this bitch. Four, I guess. We're on four, G. All right, my number four. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. Yep. And we already talked it. Again, I love all of them from here. I like them a lot. Since seven. Uh, Leprechaun 2. Nice. My number four. So Leprechaun 2, like you said, I mean, it was just super, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I kind of think this is what maybe the franchise should have paid attention to, which is just go to these locations and have a bunch of fun. So like this was like the Hollywood LA film. Sure. Right. And then three was like the Vegas film. And I was like, this is fun. It would have been cool if it followed a theme of like major cities. Yeah, or like go to New York or something. New, New York or something. Yeah, right. New, do New Orleans would be great. Uh, a, Mardi, a Mardi Gras? Yeah, that would have been a blast. Be fantastic. So yeah, so, you know, I was kind of... There could be a dumb gag where like he lifts up his shirt because he doesn't understand right. and why he gets, women are but doing he, But he has uh, titties or yeah. something. Oh, that would have been No, this movie writes itself. Yeah, so, and, and that's kind of what I'm saying, like Leprechaun Spring Break. Like, it's such a good idea. That's a wonderful idea. But uh, they co-opted it into Leprechaun Back to the Hood. So, um, yeah, I really liked this setting. Uh, I thought these characters were fun. I love, I don't know, I mean, I just like the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic. Like, he's trying to get the girl. The girl's, like, going to the, the fucking go-kart track, and he, mm-hmm. has to, he has to go work with his, his, it's not his grandpa, essentially his grandpa, his drunk grandpa, which they're not related. Uncle uncle his drunk uncle and then um yes so uh i love uh hit them trying to out drink the leprechaun and the leprechaun like can't not take that challenge right. because he's a fucking leprechaun Irish. in ireland yeah and right. he has to do the fucking so i love that they out drink him he falls out of the chair at the bar it's a blast uh really like that um so yeah my my notes we kind of talked leprechaun too so my notes for leprechaun too are like the characters quite a bit uh, I thought it tapered off into a really stupid ending in the den with the girlfriend locked. Where they were like stuck. Yeah, I, I kind of just, I was kind of over the ending, honestly. Um, but I enjoyed the first three quarters of the film uh, with the the drunk uncle and out drinking the leprechaun. Those are literally my notes. So uh, yeah, I like Leprechaun 2 quite a bit. It's my number four. Um, I like the, the next three films I like really liked. So uh, that is my four. All right, now what's your four? My number four is Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Okay, tell us why you love it. Um, the physicality in this one. Uh, there's a lot of physical humor. Uh, one thing that 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 kind of blows me away is you talk about how much fun you had uh, in part two whenever he has the drink off with the uncle. But there's a moment in Back to the Hood where he's getting high with just some random character. There's a house party going on. Yeah. Uh, so whenever after they discover the gold, uh, they split it four ways. And one of them, I forget his name. I want to call him Jamie. That's probably not right. Um, he uses uh, his gold to just party and buy weed. Yes. And so he's having this house party when the leprechaun just shows up. Yes. And Jamie has just given a bong and some weed to just a friend. And the leprechaun shows up and just starts uh, smoking with them. And the leprechaun tells them, I haven't smoked a good pipe in a while. Yeah. And they just proceed to get bombed. And that dude is just making dumbass comments like, this ain't going to stunt your growth, is it? Um, and it's like the leprechaun getting so stoned, he's like falling out of his seat. Yes. What follows is probably the greatest scene in the film. I could have watched an hour of this. The character Jamie is making a sandwich and the leprechaun is in the kitchen with him, but he never notices him because of moments where Jamie will open the fridge 
and hit the leprechaun and so he'll fall down so he won't see that he's there or whenever he closes the fridge he accidentally closes the leprechaun uh, into the fridge yes there's just all this uh silliness of the leprechaun like falling down he's high and i just thought that that was just so uh so funny uh, again, the physicality of what you didn't like, how he's punching people, yeah. he's diving at people, he's jumping from trees. There's a moment, there's a shot where he's just like on a branch. And I thought that, that was, that was so cool. good. He's it, just like, like looking from, over like a city street. Yeah, and he's like watching them leave and he's in the branch. Yeah, I, I, I almost feel like that wasn't Warwick Davis. I almost feel like they just got somebody, you know, and so that's why it's just a, a shot from behind yeah. him. Da, I can't believe you didn't like the Jason Takes Manhattan moment. There's a 100% Jason Takes Manhattan moment in Leprechaun Back to the Hood. In Jason Takes Manhattan, there's a moment where... Spoilers for Jason Takes Manhattan. Yes. Uh, a character tries to box Jason. Yes. Oh, I, I, I thought of it. Julius. Yep. The, yeah, I thought of it. Uh, so this, there's a character, Julius, in Friday the 13th Part 8. Uh, he's on top of a roof with Jason, and he's literally boxing him. He's literally punching him. Give me your best shot. He's punching him almost to the edge of a building when finally he's just motherfucker out of stamina he's just so tired and then, yeah. as we know jason punches him so hard he decapitates him so there's a scene in back I, to the hood just so you know i thought of it instantly i'm like oh shit it's like fucking jason, jason takes, takes man man. Man. Yeah. uh there's like the neighborhood bully yeah and you learn that like jamie owes him money for weed and so uh he takes the gold from jamie and his friends and so, of course, the leprechaun shows up and he wants, oh, my God, dude, leprechaun back to the hood is so good. So so the leprechaun shows up and he's like, I want me gold. Yeah. And the bully's like, you know, he tells him fuck off or whatever. And he punches the leprechaun and he literally like goes flying. He yeah. like lands in some trash and he stands back up and he's like, you hit like a wee lass. And so, of course, this guy's like, oh, I'll show you wee lass. And he punches him again. And this goes on like it's like a montage. Yeah. Of the leprechaun being punched and getting uh, flying through the air to finally when this guy's done it so much that he's worn out and the leprechaun is able to like stab him with his fingernails. Here's where it gets terrific. Okay. Tell me where it gets terrific. Okay. So the bully, his car has hydraulics. And after the leprechaun kills all the bullies, the main characters get into the bully's car and they hit the leprechaun. And the leprechaun is on the bottom of the car. And then, they use like the hydraulics. And then they hit yeah. the switches. And so they're just bouncing up and down while the leprechaun is on the bottom of the car. And yeah. I just fucking loved the physical humor that Back to the Hood possessed. Yeah. I thought it was so goddamn silly. No. I loved it. It's exactly what I want from a leprechaun film. I want the wackiness. Yeah, I don't I know. I want the funny wackiness. Yeah, I, I think I'm glad that you put it that way because I think for whatever reason, uh, I didn't like the physical humor. It just didn't. I didn't. I was dying when they hit the switches i was like oh my god this is it's it's in the hood so of yeah. course this motherfucker's gonna have hydraulics on his car yeah and of course the leprechaun's gonna be on the bottom of oh yeah so I, good I so th good i think for me like i i i could almost feel warwick davis like maybe you didn't notice this at all i could almost feel he was unenthusiastic through the whole movie that's funny you like say he that. didn't have his personality was almost gone and, and he looked different he was just like looking at people like the way he spoke was weird. Like, I feel like he doesn't talk a lot. Like his character is like gone. I feel like to me in back to the hood. I think that's funny. You say that because this is the last leprechaun that featured Warwick yes. Davis. And I feel like he went out on a high. 
Really? I feel like oh, he quite left, literally. I feel, <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like he left the franchise on a notable entry. Yeah. I, I okay. I mean, I I read the film completely different. It looked like he was fucking done, tired of it. It looked like he knew he hated the script. It looked like he was just like I I there for he a looked, check. Yeah, he looked like he was there for a check to me. And I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying like I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't connect to any of it. I, I don't just, know. Yeah. I, I guess I like physical humor, period. I think he's like sm- not just in Leprechaun. I think he smokes weed in Leprechaun uh, in the hood. Yeah. And I liked it in that. I just didn't, it didn't, he looked like he would, didn't want to be in the movie. And I don't know, it took me out of it. Did you notice that the characters are wearing a brand called 57 Fake? I think so. And I was like, why are they all wearing this brand? And I have no Maybe explanation. They're sponsored to it. by that brand or something. And it just like, that like turned, I was just like, that. For some reason, it grabbed my attention. So this is 57 fake. Spoilers for Back to the Hood. But uh, one of the part of the movies that kind of blew my mind was like they the end of the movie is like the girl kicks him or whatever, punches him off uh, the side of a building, and he falls in the cement. Duh. Hold and, on. Hold on. Before we get there, she throws him in the furnace. Yeah. And he comes back. Oh, that was fucked up. Burnt. That was sick. That was great. A super yes. nice. But uh, no, so they throw him off a building he falls into this construction site so he gets he gets basically encased in cement cement which i think is a great idea to kill any villain that's awesome encase him in cement that's fun but there's this fucked up slow-mo shot where where the he's gold like is falling he no he's trying to like drown himself oh. so you can tell warwick davis is like he's under that cement shit which i actually listened to the commentary because i had to find out i'm like how did they like shoot it? I was worried about Warwick Davis while he was trying to get, it looked like he was struggling to get under it. So I went and turned the commentary on Da. I turned the commentary on the fucking Blu-ray back to the hood. And what they say? And he, Warwick Davis was on it. He said, he said it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. You guys put me, it was like some kind of food substance. So what I think it was, was it was uh, uh Ublek or whatever. So he said it was just buoyancy. So there was no way for him to get under it. So he had to like put his feet on a rod un- like under that shit and like pull himself under, but he couldn't. Oh geez. So they said, they said the moment his head goes under it is when he came back up and they cut right there. And I was like, that's exactly what it looked like. Oh. So it's a weird note. I had to tell you, I listened to a couple minutes of the commentary cause uh, it looked like he was, I was like, it, I don't know if you know, like you could drown cause like, you're making a dumbass movie. So I, I had right. to find out the story behind it. So I know it sounds back to the hood. Crazy. Is so good. So back to the hood is your number. That was my number four. All right. Well, we're going to so, get to the bangers here. All right. Top threes now. All right. Top threes now. It's here, G. My number three leprechaun film is leprechaun three. Mine too. Cool. So leprechaun three is fucking great. It is Up fantastic. Until I saw, I'll just say it because it's probably understood. Up until I saw Leprechaun Returns, which I watched last, Mm -hmm. this was my number two. I loved Leprechaun 3. This is the Vegas one. Yeah, this is the Vegas one. And that's kind of, you know what? That's really the most thing I need to say about this movie. It takes place in Vegas. It takes place at a casino. It's a blast. A pawn shop in Vegas. Again, this one had characters that I was worried about. Me too. So, okay. So one of the uh, characters. The girlfriend character, the magician girl. She's really pretty. Oh, super. I'm not too sure who that actress is. Oh, I looked is, her though. up. I had to look her up. Okay. Uh, of course, Kiki looked her up. She didn't do a lot after this. I believe but, it. Uh, <laughs> I liked her a lot. I liked the guy. I mean, he has really good characters. Go oh ahead, Eric. My God, three is so good. Tell us okay. what three is. Tell us what three is. Okay, so uh, there's this kid passing through town. He's on his way to California to attend uh, college, and you learn he has like a $19,000 check. I don't forget. I don't remember the exact number. 
He has a $19,000 check from his parents that's supposed to pay for his school's tuition. Yes. And you learn that he's never, ever been inside a casino before. And so he goes to this casino. Uh, he meets this girl because she uh, has broken down on her way to work. Yes. And uh, she works in this casino, as and Keegan she says. She's fine. a magician's uh, assistant. Right. And so when he gets there, he loses all of his money, not just because he has bad luck, but you learn that this uh, casino is rigged. It's rigged. For, for people to... Uh, uh, Caroline Williams? Is that her? Caroline Williams is in yeah, this yeah, yeah. Uh, stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes. 2. Right. Uh, she uh, is an employee she's one of, the, of the casino. She's one of the dealers at the casino, and she's rigging the games, the roulette. There's a magnet under the table to rig the game. Correct. Um, but but all of this, like, I, I want you to keep going, but, like, I don't know. Vegas is fun. It's a fun place to think about. It's an easy setting, and shit like this is why this movie is easily fun. It's like, oh, they're rigging it with a magnet. Like, I don't know. That's a fun moment. Like Right. And then the leprechaun is introduced to this. Right. Exactly. Yes. Uh the leprechaun is like fascinated that there's just like uh, money everywhere in this place. Um, so the kid who's lost all of this money, uh, he, I forget how, but he somehow comes into contact with the leprechaun's gold. And you learn that the gold itself is magic. Yes. So he goes back to the uh, casino and he's able to now win even at the rigged games because he has one of the leprechaun's uh, magic coins. A lot of the opening of this film, though, before it takes place at this pawn shop mm-hmm. with this pawn shop owner. And it felt like throwback. It felt like creep show. It felt like I agree a with fucking segment from creep show, a leprechaun that wants his gold back at a pawn shop. And he's like fighting the leprechaun, locking him up, like trying mm-hmm. to, oh, I'm going to get your gold, you motherfucker. And like, right. it is really fun uh for no with no explanation uh this like homeless man brings in uh this is the first time we're introduced to the amulet uh which uh encases uh the leprechaun yes and he sells uh basically the leprechaun to the uh Uh, he's like like in stone right exactly yeah um and so that's how the leprechaun gets loose whenever the pawn store owner uh takes off because he's going to, like, look at the amulet's ruby or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so back to how the coin yeah. are is magic. So this kid is able to win. But what happens? Does the leprechaun bite him or something? And this kid literally starts turning into a leprechaun. Yes. And that, that's where it gets fucking wild. That's where it gets really fun, I yeah. thought. Uh, so there's a part where the pawn shop owner, he's like, when he finally comes to terms that he's seen a leprechaun, he has, like, a fucking this fucking old ass like tandy computer and he has like a disc on like leprechaun lore. Yeah. And uh, one of the sillier This isn't leprechaun for dummies, is it? I think it is or something Uh, like that. Somewhere in the franchise is leprechauns for dummies and that killed me. Um, I have to go. I I think I wrote it down. Go ahead, Eric. Okay. So uh, one of the things he learns is uh, that leprechauns only eat potatoes. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. So there's a really silly part where this kid is turning into – a leprechaun, and he like goes to the the casino restaurant, and he just orders uh, potato based uh, yeah foods like French fries. I and really, shit, really yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, but the probably the craziest moment ever I thought of the film, the uh, magic show, not the magic show, That's which was too, good, though. which was great. But there's a moment where the owner of the casino, oh yeah, he gets the coin, and he wishes. Uh, for the magician's assistant to want to sleep with him. Yes. But uh, you learn that the power of the coin transfers from people to people. Yeah. So before they're they're able to sleep with each other, uh, the coin, I think, goes to stretch. Yeah. And so uh, 
this guy, the owner of the casino, uh, he's in one of the rooms and the leprechaun starts casting an illusion of a woman from TV wanting to fuck. Naked. Right. Wanting to fuck uh, the casino owner. And so he's all into this. You know, they're doing like heavy petting. And in addition to casting the illusion of this woman wanting to fuck him, the leprechaun is also casting illusions of like commercials on the TV. Do you remember yes. this? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's like in the commercials. He's in the commercials. Yeah. yeah. And one of them is like as a fortune reader. It's yeah. really fucking ridiculous. So anyways, whenever he like snaps out from the leprechaun spell, it's like this weird fucking like naked robot that's yeah. on top of him. Yeah. I just I, I I love the craziness of that. Yeah, and what's weird is like you know some of the some stuff can be too wacky. I don't know how to explain it, but for whatever reason, Leprechaun Three felt like a, the Creep Show tone. Like it felt like an uh, a, a segment of Creep Show, but into a movie. Especially with like the kid turning into a leprechaun. Yeah, that all yeah, body you, horror. You know, I didn't think Creep Show, but now that you're saying that, I'm just like, yeah, that that's the tone. It kind of hits. Yeah, it felt like uh, space shit or whatever. Uh, uh, Stephen King turning into a fucking plant. Jody Verl. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my notes for Leprechaun 3. Really fun setting in Vegas. Creep show like opening with the pawn shop. Enjoyed the crazier tone. Less serious. Oh, the, the fun score. This is where, like, the score turns The whole score is, like, fun Irish themes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had a blast with that. And he's finally talking in rhyme. Yes. That's right. And I then uh, there's a line at the end that killed me. I just want to read it. Uh, the, the, it's like a police officer, I think, or like a, someone that works in an ambulance. This could be the difference between living or dying. Do you have health insurance? <laughs> I like that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I love – I don't know, man. Leprechaun 3 is great. And these characters, I really think it comes down to these two mains, the 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 kid and her his girlfriend, for lack of a better term, the, the magician girl. Uh, I just thought they were a blast. And then you have auxiliary characters like the owner, the magician. Remind me the, what happens. The leprechaun cuts the magician in half? Yes. Yeah. He cuts him in half. Um, so and everybody just thinks it's a gag. It's a gag, but he's but actually his body dismembered. Yeah. There's, I think like all his guts fall out. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it, the, to me, like just saying leprechaun in Vegas in a Vegas setting to me, that like sells the whole movie itself. That's all you need to know. Uh, there's a part where the leprechaun runs into a Elvis impersonator. <laughs> yes. And they like gyrate their hips together. Yeah. And I thought that was so much fun. I took a picture of it on my phone just so I could be like, Mom, I watched Leprechaun 3 today. And it was really silly. Yeah. Look at this moment in the film. Yeah, this is the Christmas vacation. or I'm sorry, the Vegas vacation of the uh, the Leprechaun films. But yeah, it's right. just a lot of fun. And I really like these characters. You know, this is an example of way different movies. But this example of liking the characters and it really helps the film. It, I feel like you can do anything in a film. You can do wacky shit. You can do stupid shit. You can make me go anywhere. As long as I care about the fucking characters, and I'm not saying they're well-written, well-rounded. Uh, it's not first reformed, right? Sure. But I like these characters. I wanted, okay, I will go on this journey with you guys. And uh, it's fun. I'm, again, it's not like it's in-depth. It's just, I think they're awesome. It's insane the quality drop is from three to four. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Like, baffling. So, uh, yeah, uh, three is my three and three is your three. Correct. Look at that. Okay, so what is your... So I'll say my number two, you'll say your number two. Okay, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Leprechaun, Leprechaun Returns. Leprechaun Returns. Yes. Yep. This so, is the one... I'd never seen a Leprechaun before. Right. I And then I saw that Leprechaun Returns... So Leprechaun Returns came out last year. In December. And it's our number two. And it, it was just available... Well, I mean, the bars aren't too edgy. 
And uh, I was trying to hype it. Sorry, my bad. I hear you. And it was available, you know, to rent. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch Leprechaun. Yeah. And then, you know, 90 minutes later, I was like, that was so much fun. I need to see the other seven. Yeah. It was, it was Leprechaun Returns that made me uh, become a fan of the franchise. And he does all of my favorite things in this film. Yep. He speaks in rhyme. Yep. My absolute favorite quality, even more so than talking in rhyme that I like. He cares about the cleanliness of shoes. Oh my gosh. I, I totally, love that shit. Totally forgot about that uh, from the first film. The, they, there's uh, a set they, piece I want to talk about in the a, first one. Yeah, I know. I know. And then in this film, you finally come back. I, I totally forgot he wanted to clean everybody's shoes. What's funny is since I've seen Leprechaun Returns first, like I didn't know any of that. I didn't understand that he was a sh- I didn't know he was a shoemaker. Uh, I didn't I, know that he wants to clean I shoes. I was dying because not only does he clean the shoes in this film, uh, he has to like put them back on the shelf nicely. I don't right. know if you notice that. Like the final part, he like picks them up and puts them back. Like I, I love how that girl's trying to get away, so she makes a mess of shoes. Yeah, and like that's enough. Yeah, for, to, to be able to get away. And then there's really good gore. Absolutely. And then okay, so that's part of my notes for this film. I was blown away. This is what's so weird. When the solar panel falls. Yeah. Yeah. I was blown away because here's the thing. Okay, here's my notes. Uh, well, first of all, Paint Guy Returns. We'll get to that. Crazy good gore. This is how to do CGI gore mixed with practical effects. This is fucking how to do it. There's a there's a drone kill. Yeah. And the drone is, is CGI, and it's it's mixed. It's augmented. It looks great. There's a fucking wild kill with a fucking uh, solar panel, and it cuts a guy fucking straight in half, and it looks really good. Again, a lot of it's augmented, but then when they move back to him, it's like a body that they made, and he's full of goop and nasty shit. This is how you fucking do it. And I was shocked from Leprechaun Returns how good the fucking gore was. Right. Um, yeah, I... 100% agree. I was shocked by the gore in this film. Um, I'm super bummed that I don't own, I don't own a copy of this. Person, the only way to get it right now is digitally. Yeah. But here's what's exciting. I Dawa. had to pay $10 to buy this digitally. Oh, you bought it? I, there was, oh, it was no longer already... available. Okay, so, so when I watched it, oh, it wasn't available to rent either? Uh, it was only available to rent on iTunes. Oh, oh and PlayStation Store. I oh, checked. Weird. I checked. Um. So, you know, when I watched it, I'd never seen Leprechaun. So, you know, I just fucking rented it. Um, but I was going to say, uh, you know, today's Wednesday, March the 13th. Yes. And I believe Sunday the 18th, Sci-Fi is going to have a... Uh, Marathon. Yeah. And so I'm totally Now, this gonna, podcast won't come out before the It'll 18th. be way past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm so excited because there's my chance to not only watch it again, but I can record it. Yeah. And watch it. So, yeah, I'm super excited that I'm going to get to revisit uh, Leprechaun to the point to where... Uh, call me crazy. Okay, you're crazy. Call me crazy. I I want to try to see if I can show my mom and nephew Leprechaun and Leprechaun Returns. Okay. Ah, you wanna, no, you want to know it's funny? I'm not, I'm I already worried. told my brother Leprechaun. I want to show them Leprechaun and Leprechaun Returns. Duh. Returns so, is great. Okay, so we might need to get to our number one to to, to reflect on to, uh, okay. this film as well. Let's go. So, well, let me, let me just kind of say... Um, this is the Halloween 2018 of the Leprechaun franchise. I, I saw a tweet from Ryan Turek where he was like, they're ignoring all the other sequels. Like, uh, Halloween 2018. Well, um, I mean, I mean, that's what he was getting. He was being sarcastic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, this is, this was just awesome. And I know you're saying, so like your main thing that you're probably going to say a million times is you saw this film before you saw Leprechaun. 
Correct. Okay. So I saw it the opposite. I saw the entire Leprechaun franchise. So you have a different perspective. And then I watched Leprechaun Returns. And for this to completely dump out every sequel. Part four. Uh, this is so worth it. This is so cool. The characters are cool. The It's fun. The gore is good. And it brings back a main character from the first film that I cared about from the first film. Ozzie. I had no idea Ozzy was going to be in this movie. What, what's fun is how like something they introduce in part one is comes to a conclusion in yeah. returns. Yes. He swallows a coin in the first yes. one and the leprechaun gets it back in returns. And it, it just, I mean, this movie blew my mind because I didn't watch. I'm glad the, you liked it. Doc. I didn't watch a trailer for it. And here it is bringing back Ozzy. The coin comes back. Like, uh, I really like this. You know, again, this isn't um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, but I really fucking like Leprechaun Returns. It's but maybe really good. in order to continue talking, we talk our number one. Okay. So obviously our number one is the OG. Leprechaun. The 1993? I, three, I think. I don't know. Uh, Mark Jones's yep. Leprechaun. Yeah. Uh, I read that this was originally supposed to be like a child horror film. Okay. I can see and that. And somebody was like, let's add some gore profanity and we got what we now love yeah so obviously leprechaun someone steals his gold i love that they establish shit in this one that's the foundation of the character you know the four leaf clover is his weakness he just wants to clean your fucking shoes if i had to complain that he doesn't talk to him right. Yeah, I really like uh, films like this where you set it out like it. And this is what Origins did too. So I like this aspect. But I really like set it out like at a house or a cabin and then like have them try to fight him outside the house, go back into the house, the basement. I don't know. It's a formula. While I understand that, I really like that. I feel at home at formulas like this. And I really, I don't know. It's it's really good. It's really fun. I don't think it's perfect. I think it's kind of stupid. The opening moments with the guy who's first stolen the yeah. gold, that feels really, really bad to me. Like me I remember too. like when I was first watching it, I was like, Whoa, I don't know if I can do fucking seven of these. Yeah. No, fortunately for sure. it's just the opening that stumbles a bit. I think the characters are fun. I think Jennifer Aniston carries this to an extent, uh, just being Jennifer Aniston. Like I feel like she, it would be a different movie if, it, if she wasn't in it. And I, I really like, uh, all the auxiliary characters, Ozzy, the kid, um, the love just, interest. The love interest, exactly. Uh, there's some fun comedy in it. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, Jennifer Aniston saying, uh, you know, there's, somebody was caressing my leg under the truck. Uh, no, it's probably just like a plant uh, brushing your leg. She goes, she goes, no, I know what it feels like to have a man caress your leg. Uh, and the dad's like, what? Uh, <laughs> I remember that. That was really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I go ahead, Eric. Leprechaun. Well, my two favorite moments are the cleaning of shoes. Yes. Uh, the first one where he uh, destroys the kitchen. Yes. Uh, looking for his gold that they think a bear has entered the house. And while everything is disheveled, the uh, shoes are nicely laid out on the table. Yes. And then the greatest bit, the greatest scene is when they decide that they're going to escape from the house. Yes. But that he's outside. So what do they come up with? A box of shoes. And they throw them out. That is so fucking good in how he's concerned with every shoe. Yeah. How he has to go pick up all of them and polish every so, shoe. So they distract him oh God, that's by so just good. throwing the box of shoes. It was funny because I had, so I watched that film first, mm-hmm. watched the whole franchise. And then it's such a weird thing to bring up, but it, I don't know. It's so fun. I love the idea that he has to clean all the shoes. It's just I so, love that idea for some reason. I feel like it, it, <sighs> Let me ask you this, G. 
it makes his character like actually have character. Sure. Which is like, he's a shoe maker that wants to clean and make sure shoes are in order. It's a fun little bit. And it, it, uh, I totally forgot about until returns. I had forgotten that it even existed. I don't think, I don't know if he, I don't know if there are shoe bits in the other ones. There aren't, there are not. No. Okay. Let me ask you this G. Okay. Okay. We've got all the other mainstream icons that we love. Yeah. Jason, Freddy, Leatherface. Do they have any traits like this? Hmm. I don't I mean, know. I, I guess Freddy it's has a good his question. one-liners, but I feel like Leprechaun has this silly quirk about him that yeah. I'm just like, I'm so into that. Yeah. I, I just want to see the Leprechaun clean shoes. And I think maybe that's what, I think that, that you might be getting at why I like it, which is like, it's, it's a, it differentiates him in a big way from other um, slashers. There's some fun, wacky idea with it. And, you know, I feel like by the time he's just like a stupid slasher, which I don't like back to the hood where he's just like hitting people and running around. Like, I feel like what I like about him is his magic, his rhymes, his, which is not in the first film, but uh, his rhymes, but like his magic, his rhymes, his wackiness. I like that about him. Speaking of differentiating. It's like, you know, it's like Chucky's quips. I feel like, yes, I feel like he's the chillest horror villain. Just give him back his gold, right? Yeah. But I guess that's commentary on the human condition that we're all just fucking greedy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about the first film. I really I, I like it quite a bit. I the thing is it's I don't great. I don't absolutely love it. I'll say that. Like I said, I wanna I wanna re I wanna show one and two to my mom and nephew. I am excited to rewatch it after this whole fucking after I didn't like some of these. I I think this is gonna be insanely refreshing. To finally watch the first one again. I feel like Leprechaun would pass, but I feel like Leprechaun 2, I mean, excuse me, Leprechaun Returns might be. Might be what? I mean, I mean, you know, they're not interested in. You don't think so? Horror films. I'm I'm going to try to get my brother and his wife to watch these. Because I want to see like their they reaction. They should be fine with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, uh, I just thought I was blown away by uh their willingness to go back to this like it's such a i understand leprechaun's like a big horror film but it's actually really not and i was shocked that they were so willing to like as soon as i saw ozzy i was like holy fuck like go ahead they they're gonna go back to this and like act like this is important and i felt like i was like oh cool like this is important like i agree like i'm this was the right choice you guys are awesome for doing this is there a t-shirt company who has done a leprechaun shirt? Yeah, uh, they just did them today. They, uh, Fright Rags just put them all out. You're lying! Fright Rags just put a whole fucking You're line out. I swear to God. Duh. I want me a leprechaun t-shirt. Here, hang on. Let's get your live reaction. I'll pull it up, Eric. Let's get your live reaction to these leprechaun tees. And I'm not cutting at all. We're going to sit here and I'm going to open my fucking email because that's what a nerd I am. And find these. You're lying, duh. I'm not lying, duh. I don't believe you. I'm lying. Oh, uh, excuse me. You're you're lying, boyo. Boyo? Lep in the hood. They have a lep in the hood shirt. Oh my god! There they are. Oh duh. You didn't know they were doing this? I oh fuck. Duh, get the baseball tee with the green. Duh, those are so good. And by the way, this episode is sponsored by Fright Rags. I'm kidding. Have they done this? Have they done no, it's their first line. Yeah, no, it's their first one. Uh, we're not sponsored by Fright Rags because we're not sponsored by anybody. Oh, gee. 
We love Fred I Ricks. love that green one. Yeah, you got to get it, huh? This is this is the one I'm feeling, though. He's just like head to the side with fucking gold. Yeah, that one's good. I think they did that one with the green sleeves like this. Duh, I'm so happy you just told me about this. Let me ask you this. You're not buying any movies while you finish your stack, but can you buy horror movie t-shirts while you finish your stack? Yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Ooh, I like that. I, I like just, that. I like I'm, the edgy easy today. Yeah. God, they got socks. Duh, did you see that they're doing less drive-in pins? Yeah. Too bad I don't collect pins. Me neither. Duh, I almost want that fucking hoodie. <laughs> hoodie? A leprechaun fucking hoodie? Duh. You think they're paying? They got to be paying Warwick Davis. I hope though. they're paying Warwick Davis. G. All right. So, so that's our fucking Leprechaun episode. That is all eight Leprechaun films ranked by the Ghoul Squad podcast. I don't know where else to go from here, Eric. What, what's next? What's next for I, the pod? I suggested to Keegan that we continue with uh, miniature horror. Uh, I suggested Critters. Uh, I suggested Ghoulies, which for some reason I'm more interested in doing. Uh, but you had an idea. And I found something out about Eric today. Eric, oh, oh, I've never seen uh, any of the Final Destinations part part two. So that's another one we could possibly do. Yeah. So tell us. Oh, maybe I should put up a poll after this goes up. Ghoulies or Final Destination? You want to do Ghoulies or Final Destination? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we think we're going to rank another franchise. This is fun for us. We enjoy doing it. And that's actually one that I've uh, never seen. Haven't seen, yeah. Because I haven't seen Critters. I haven't seen Ghoulies. I haven't seen... Final Destination. I've I, seen, I even said uh, uh, that's wrong turn, but you've seen them. I haven't. I've seen all the wrong turns. That's crazy to me that you haven't seen uh, all of the Final Destinations, but maybe that's something we'll do. So uh, let us know. And uh, I feel like we're just uh, trailing here. This was quite, As we do. This was quite a podcast. I feel like this may be our shortest one to date, though. Let's see. Let me, let me see what it is. Two hours, 44 minutes. Probably come out to two hours, 30 minutes. Um, Which is good. We need a short episode. You think this is short? Two and a half hours? Usually we go for like three and a half. Yeah, no, you're right. But um, yeah, so we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. This was quite a preparation. I feel like I've been stuck in leprechaun hell for for, uh, quite a while now. So I'm excited to get out of it. But I absolutely enjoyed these films. Eric, would you agree? Oh, I love leprechaun. I, I told you I wanted a leprechaun tattoo, but I'm only joking. Eric is literally stuck in his phone now looking at Fright Rags leprechaun merch. This is correct. So uh, with that, Eric, where can you find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, T Public at Ghoul Squad FM. I'm at Keegsta on Twitter, K-E-E-G-S-T-A. Eric is? I'm at the Corbucci Squad. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. We will see you on our next episode. It, w- it should not take as long. We are just uh, bad at life. Uh, and I think I would like to end this episode of the podcast with, well, how does that song go, Eric? Lep in the hood come to do no good. Lep in the hood come to do no good. Lep in the hood come to do no good. See you guys later. Thanks for listening.